Hello, um, thanks for listening in to the podcast. We've been having some issues recently with uploading to iTunes. I can confirm that this has now been fixed and you can go back and listen to all our past episodes that we had problems with now on iTunes and I hope that the issue won't happen again. Without no further ado, here is episode 42. Podcast like a motherfucker. Welcome to Amazon Podcast, episode... 42? 42. I remember. This I, is... Yeah. I wasn't that drunk. <laughs> so, um, Casimir's down for the weekend. Yeah. And uh, we had a tournament today. And we, Casimir was here yesterday. So, we actually did a podcast last night. Yeah. That is going to be in the second half of this episode. Okay. And um, we're going to talk about the, the tournament that we had today. All the models I've been spaffing money on for the yeah. last... Basically, like, you do, Henry's room is covered in plastic or in resin, but it's just all expensive models. Like, nothing... There's no, like, oh, I have, like, 20 ghouls or some bullshit lying around. It's just actually, like, look, oh, here's a dragon. Oh, here's, like, a cruel mole from uh, Mirror Spiritures and this kind of stuff. Uh, and half of it's not even here yet. Like, yeah. I've, I've just been... My girlfriend's been away for a yeah, long time. Yeah, exactly. So, and, so some and, people just work out more. You just like buy more. I models. just buy more models. <laughs> so we're going to talk about some of the models that I bought and uh, accumulated. Yeah. And um, and then uh, afterwards we will we'll take a quick run down of the tournament and yeah. some thoughts that we have. And then the the last part of the show is we're going to do a review of the new Mark Khan's book. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about the fluff and also the rules. Yep. Yeah, I so, think we covered it like in Yeah, we did we did that last night yeah. and uh we we got drunk. <laughs> As per usual. <laughs> and then uh we had a crazy night. I don't yeah. remember shit. That was like cuz that night escalated like really quickly from yeah. being just a bit drunk to I don't remember anything and I can't even <laughs> type on my phone yeah. and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like I remember a point where I was no longer like able to have a conversation with somebody because I was so drunk. So then I just started drunk texting instead, and then I looked back at it. <laughs> it's just like just bullshit. <laughs> like it can't even type. And sometimes you know, you're so frustrated, you just like press all the buttons. Like why is it working? For, for me, when I'm drunk, it's not that. It's not that I. It's not that I I don't know that I'm spelling it wrong. Yeah. I just can't be fucked to delete the word and do it again because I know it's not going to be good. Because yeah. I can't I can't see the phone, so I'm like. Pretty much like it's like trying to type with your face, <laughs> and <laughs> so you, you you're not accurate at all. Yeah. But you're you're like texting and and you're writing all these like bullshit words and you're just like fuck it, I'm just gonna send it and they can work out what it says. Exactly. Like, like how, how is it? I, like? I I feel like uh, I know exactly what I want to say. Yeah. But I, like when I try to translate it through my fingers to the screen, it just doesn't turn out that way. Yeah. And even if I delete it, go back, it still like doesn't yeah. like I can't hit. The and, and you know it's wrong. Yeah. And exactly. you know it's not correct. And yeah. you know it's gonna be really hard to understand what you mean. But you, when drug you do not care <laughs> anyway back to knife age so uh we've got lots of models sitting in front of you i'm gonna have to try and remember where i actually got the all these random things from yeah so cool. first things first a quick shout out to figure laden it's a shop in uh, slangerup in denmark if you want to say it in danish it's figure laden or something like that the danes will laugh at me but that's that's how i'm going to butcher it uh we had a tournament there today uh, three games, quite fun, but the place was really, really cool. It's basically a shop, 
in uh, Slangerup that sell all sorts of different things, but it's split between two, let's say, two sections. Uh, one of the sections sells all sorts of interesting stuff, and the other is a hobby area where they sell models, and there's lots of gaming tables and painting stations. They also are getting into 3D printing. So the shop that sells the random stuff sells mead or mule in, in Danish. It sells candles, jam, chocolate, like kind of like uh, organic type, nice healthy foods and, and local produce, that kind of that kind of shop. Um, they also sell like Viking stuff, like drinking horns and and uh, wall ornaments and and things like this lots of random stuff but kind of geeky geeky things um it also sells models so mostly they have a lot of games workshop stuff but they have loads of a big selection of out of print models at good prices um lots of the old games workshop stuff from 6th edition from 8th edition so really really check those guys out um it's worth going into the shop in Slangerup because I I could I spent myself today there like an hour just like fishing through all their out of print model boxes and there's some really good stuff that I got. So I recommend also checking their website out. It's um it's figureladen.dk f i g u r l a d e n.dk. Um I know that they ship internationally as well. Um and if you're interested in the mead and the viking products, let's say then you can go to their website, which is www.mjoedladen.dk and you can get all sorts of Viking products and mead and cheeses and jams and apple juice and stuff like that. Um, So check both of those websites out and they have really good prices. Uh, Next, I want to introduce our competition. Um, we have a sponsor of the show, Last Sword Miniatures. They've done a recent Kickstarter of Highborn Elf models, and we are going to do a competition. They've been kind enough to donate a couple of models for us. So if you want to win uh, any of the Highborn Elf character models from the web shop, this is those models from the Kickstarter. Um, three of them we're actually going to talk about in a bit so you've got five options to choose from the high custode which is a swordmaster type character perfect for a ba- uh, master of cranry tower a lord commander a prime draco which is the guy that has the lion cape uh, there's a mage and also a generic prince so five models to choose from um, also let us know which of those models you would like to receive when you send us the email you need to send me an email to amatimedk at gmail.com. What I want to see is a cinematic picture of um, two units in combat or two armies marching against each other. Some kind of cool picture, close-up, battle, action shot of your models that I can use as a banner on either a Facebook page or a SoundCloud page. And I want you to send it to amatimedk at gmail.com. And we will choose a winner, the winner that we think is the most interesting picture and the one that we are probably going to use for some kind of marketing for us. And if you win, we will get Last Sword to post you the figure of your choice. So now on with the model reviews. Uh, This is a Last Sword 
Kickstarter that arrived. Mm-hmm. So that's like the uh, elf. The people. elf. So you've got yeah. this one here. This yeah, is this like was a, actually my the the reason that I did the Kickstarter because I really yeah. like this model. It's like a lion guard uh, guy, right? Yeah. Uh, so he has like two uh, paws uh, on top of his uh, breastplate yeah. hanging over, and then he has a big, great ass lion like, head. It's uh, lion head. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's like very Alexander the Great, I think. Yeah. It's it's really nice. And then something that looks like his staff looks very like uh, much like an imperial icon, you know, yeah. from like a Romans or something. Yeah. That's uh, a really nice model. And, uh, How does he compare size wise to um, to your uh, Gears yeah, Workshop? I mean, I, I use the Last Sword Elves for my Queen's Guard. Yeah. So that is the same size, and they're they're pretty much they're, I think they're pretty perfect. Cool. And this is a, another character that came in the Kickstarter. Ooh. Oh, it's like um, it's very reminiscent of that uh, Gears Workshop character, which was blind. Uh, yeah, exactly. Whatever his name was, but it's like an uh, an Elf Swordmaster dude who's doing this. Uh, like badass, uh, I guess like ba- badass kind of uh, sword mastery position. It looks a little bit like a Jedi yeah, doing yoga exactly, or something like this. Exactly, and it's, then he has a blindfold, and I think yeah. like elves with blindfolds are pretty cool. Yeah. I gotta say, it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, is it gonna be like a character or? Uh, if I'm honest, I don't really know what I'm gonna use it for. Um, Maybe you just like chuck it, chuck it in you. Because I have I have the Games Workshop model of the the really old one. Yeah, yeah, it, which is which is really cool. awesome model. Yeah. Um, so I haven't quite decided what I'm going to use it for. Yeah. I mean, what I found with my, with my worries is that I also have like a lot of character models from like a Kickstarter. Yeah. And uh, I've just decided that most of them, I'm just going to chuck in the units and just have them as like a cooler model in the units. Yeah. Because I, I mean, you can't run like five characters or something. So just like, but you, the models are still cool. So yeah. it should be there. So maybe it's going to be like a Swordmaster champion or yeah. something like that. And this, cool. this last one is the, the other character that I got from the Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna use it alongside the actually the the dragon guard that that I also yeah, it's got. Yeah, very like a yeah dra- dragon. Uh, it's like it looks like armor. a like like a Rhymer knight on um, on yeah, foot with exactly. two two swords like hand paired weapons. Yeah, and he also has like uh, he actually has like clawed feet and shit, which is yeah. pretty fun. With like his, on his armor, yeah. yeah. So he, like it's trying to be reminiscent of a dragon. Yeah. And he has like actually the kind of spine on his cloak as well. Yeah, the like the dragon skin. Yeah. Cloak. It's quite cool. Yeah, and uh, and these these guys here, I mean, I'll, I'll just give you an idea of kind of what they look like. Yeah. They're unassembled, and I have the axes over here. So they're going to be... Uh, they also have this armor, which looks like it's uh, from Rhyma Knights-ish. But they, are they going to be like uh, Lion Guard or Swordmasters, or what's the... Because they all have like dragon cloaks, I guess, and so on. Yeah. So this is the axe that comes with them. Yeah. And uh, let me just find your head. It's very uh, true scale. I would say. Yeah. So it's not like it does. It's not that big. And this is the, these are the heads. Yeah. So yeah. they they look pretty much like exactly like the Rhymanite models that I have. Yeah. Which is that's nice. But yeah. what are you gonna represent? Um, again? I'm gonna use these as like my other unit of second unit of swordmasters for when I run two units. <laughs> yeah. For when you want to be a, a real dick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they just I'm gonna use them as swordmaster models, even though they're like more I would say probably better for Lion Guard yeah they, they cause of the cloak and stuff just cause of the cloak yeah but I mean, so they both have great weapons and, yeah. yeah but right now I mean Lion Guard are like I don't are they good or not or yeah, like, yeah. yeah I mean Patrick, Patrick's running them yeah. with some success and uh, I, I ran them at English Championships last okay. year with oh, some yeah, success true, true. Um, but I I think in the Danish meta the yeah. Swordmaster's better because there's not that much shooting in the yeah moment. exactly yeah, that's what I feel as well. It's like the the Lion Guard are, are like quite good when you realize you can't kill them with strength free bows and stuff, yeah. but which you can with the Swordmasters. But yeah, like for example, today I played Warriors yeah. and then I played 
Undying Dynasties, which yeah. had two catapults, that was a problem. But yeah. but uh, and then then I played Soaring Ancients, which was a combat list. Yeah. So there's not really that much shooting in the meta. Yeah. Um. But yeah, these these last sword miniature models, I think they're really nice. Sculpt. Yeah. The quality is really good. Yeah, it looks extremely crisp. There's no bubbles yeah. and stuff, which is really nice. Yeah. And yeah, I, I really like the the feel that I get with these. Yeah. Especially the character models. They're really nice. How much do you pay for like a character from them, usually? Uh, these are from the Kickstarter, so I'm not sure what it normally is. Yeah, but like, what would you... Is it I, something I would like estimate 10 like 10, 10 euros 10 euros, yeah, which is... That's, uh, oh, this, that's this, one, this one was 8, so I think it's okay. 8 euros per character. That is really and good, And these actually. two, this one was stretch goal. Yeah. And this one was a stretch goal. I think if it's around 8 to 10, then it's at that price point where you can just buy them, in, even if you're not going to use them as characters, you can yeah. like, put them in unit or unifill or something. Yeah. Actually, I also got an, uh, this one as a stretch goal. So it's like a little obelisk yeah. with uh, vines on them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to add a couple of the Dragon Guard to it oh, to cool. flesh the unit out a bit. Yeah. Just you, you probably just need one. Yeah. One on this base. But it's more about I don't have enough bases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that, that was the last sword delivery that I had. Yeah. And then nice. um, I went to Cadwallon yeah. and Rackham Confederation mm -hmm. and I got some uh, models for my new B-Sirds army. So, yeah. so the idea with this B-Sird army is that what I want to do is I want to build an army that's like pretty much no Games Workshop models. Yeah. Not for any reason, but more just to see if it's possible. Yeah. And I think the models are a bit more interesting as well. I don't really I like the Games Workshop ones. But I mean, they're they're good, but the problem with Games Workshop stuff is that you've seen it so many times yeah. that, that you normalize it in your head. And it's weird because some of the their models are extremely cool. But yeah. then when you see it you just like don't react because you've seen it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. So um so uh, yeah, I went to Cadwallon and they have these awesome character models. My uh my VC BSB horse Unmounted yeah. BSB is from Cadwallon. Okay. And I have a couple of others, and I've always been really happy with them. Yep. And they've sent them really fast as well. And I mean, the, I guess we have to say the only issue is that they uh, they don't have stock. Pretty stock. much zero stock on yeah. everything. So I was quite lucky with these, I yeah. think. Um, yeah, so do you want to just describe them a little? Yeah, so I guess we can... This uh, one, this one, so and this one. So he has two, like, uh, minotaur-sized characters, which yep. are these kind of, uh, like, big wolf uh, humanoids, I guess, or mostly just wolves, upright wolves. Yeah. So quite cool. This uh, this one uh, looks uh, very... Um, He's like a pirate. Yeah, like a Renaissance pirate kind yeah. of thing. He has, like, a big, uh, what's it called, like, flintlock pistol yeah. and, uh, and stuff, and, like, little, uh, I guess... That's powder, yeah, probably. Yeah, I assume. Yeah, so he looks very, he looks quite modern, I would say, very civilized for being a beast. He actually man. came with like a long rifle and like a ah. cut, a cutlass. Cool. But obviously, I don't want to. So, do you feel like these were will fit in well with like your uh, the look for your beast herds though? Because they look so civilized, this model. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fine. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to kind of spear some poo on it. Yeah, just distinguish them as characters. Yeah, so they're like a little bit more intelligent, a little yeah. bit more uh, refined than the than the other beasts. Yeah, probably. And like obviously, like the the wolf is is quite a nice image as well because yeah. he's like smart and a hunter and yeah, like. True. The even though the beasts are like a ramshackle army, yeah, they have to have some kind of leader at the top, yeah, definitely. pulling the strings. So this guy's gonna go on a chariot. So, but let's see, can you put minotaurs in chariots? No, no so he's gonna be like a beast, yeah, beast yeah, chieftain. chieftain yeah, cool. Yeah, this this other guy is also on a chariot. He looks a bit like a mage. He has yeah. a big, uh, also wolf, like a big uh, cloak of feathers, which is really nice. Yeah, he's holding his uh, axe like upside down. 
for some reason. No, that's just how the model is. Yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah. no, I'm not saying you put it like that, but, but yeah. like, if you think about it, maybe it's because he's resting on it or something. But yeah, yeah. but he, yeah, he looks I quite badass. For me, he's like casting a spell. Yeah, exactly. So this is going to be my shaman on the chariot. Yeah. I fucking hate facing shaman on the chariot. <laughs> Especially, oh, fucking shamanism from the <laughs> And they have the distracting thing. And... Yeah, exactly. It's good. Yeah, it's quite cool. Yeah, and, uh, it's the, a nice model. Yeah, the chariots are going to be uh, from. Um, here's the box. From uh, Kings of War, Kings of War Mantic, Mantic, Mantic. The so the orc the chariot. orc chariot regiment. Yeah. Um, with these, they they're quite nice. They're, I mean, they're chariots, and you get mm. two pigs with them. Yeah, the pigs are actually we have the pigs yeah. here as well. They're quite well, nice as well. They're a bit smaller, I think, than if you get like Games Workshop pigs. Yeah. But they 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 look quite nice. They for some they kind of uh, remind me of uh, like the Norse stuff a little bit. For some, or like maybe I would imagine that uh, when you think about like. Um, the barbarians that the uh, the Romans fought, the these pigs look a little bit like that at least to me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, like I I don't know why like this kind of that kind of a fantasy fancy element. Okay, cool. Um, I would say that the Mantic models are not that well put together. Yeah. Like you can see that I've had yeah, to yeah. do a lo- like a lot of filler. Yeah. To get these to kind of fit fit together. Yeah. Like a lot of work, and I have a. A giant here as well. How much work do you have to do on this? I mean, you can see yeah. all the filler that oh, I have yeah. to do. That is actually, but like the, it's weird though because when I like the plastic quality feels relatively high. Yeah. And like the sculpt of this giant is also like quite good. Like the detail is very. It's crisp. a really nice model. Let me find the arms. Because something you feel I find with uh, some companies who try to do cheaper plastics is that the detail is soft. But uh, this this oh, this giant is actually really good. Yeah. yeah you can see the gaps have to be filled. Yeah. And um and you get these it's like fucking massive as like well. the arrows in this thing, it's really cool. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little um what's it called? Like wrist guard with yeah. arrows in it that's stuck in it. I think it. this one has the same. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, this model is, is really fucking cool. It's so cheap it's as well. Huge as well. And this that I put some horns on it Ooh. to make it look like a beast guy. A beast guy. <laughs> yeah. He actually has like a man bun as well. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a hipster giant. Yeah, the a ball, a balding <laughs> man bun, the best one. Yeah, yeah, yeah this this and it's so cheap. It's like what like I think I think 20, it was twenty five. I think yeah, twenty five quid for this kind of mall. Like especially when you compare this to, of course, as you say, you have to do the work. But if you go buy a monster for Gage Workshop, you're gonna pay like uh, five hundred euro, five hundred krona, at least. Krona. Like if you buy the and new, this, this is like two hundred fifty krona. Yeah, exactly. If you buy the new Great and Clean one, I think that's uh, nine hundred krona. <laughs> Is that is how much they're charging now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it is. It's massive, and it's a really cool mall. But like, but this mall is also really cool. It's also really yeah, big. The, and quali- the, the quality of this is fine. Yeah, the, quali- the quality is quite good. I would say. I mean, then of course the putting together, but like the actual sculpt is quite good. Mm, yeah. So that that's also the the Mantic order that I had. Yeah. And <laughs> so <laughs> the next one is the. This is from. Uh, <laughs> Just continues. <laughs> this and this is like nothing. This is like absolutely nothing. So. <laughs> Uh, the, the, this one is from a company called Warplock Miniatures. Warplock Miniatures, yeah. Yeah, it's, really, it's, it's a cool company. This is called uh, a, a, a Mystic Dragon or okay. Arca- Arcane, Arcane Dragon. dragon yeah. yeah. So it's like this. It it's an, like an Eastern type of uh, dragon. Yeah. I would say so. Asian, like a sna- Asian yeah, dragon. snake dragon without wings. Yeah. Which with like uh, fancy mustaches and shit. Yeah. It's cool. And it has like crooked and it, horns. And it's like uh, coiling over a rock. Yeah. This will be a 
bitch I'm, to transport. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, my plan is to use it as a phoenix in my high yeah. enough army, because I, I don't really like the phoenix models. Which is weird, because I, I fucking love those models. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's yeah. a taste thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, this one is like, it's a little flimsy as well. I'm not sure, I'm going to have to pin <laughs> it to this rock to make it stand up. Yeah, but this is going to need a separate box of its own. Yes. Yeah. Because, yeah. But it, it, the sculpt is really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the Warplock miniatures is like really high quality. Models, yeah. They're a little, this was, a, this was very expensive. This yeah, was, I mean, that, that's... This a, was 70 quid. Yeah. I mean, which again... Is quite, it's yeah, probably it's one of the nice. most expensive models I own, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but it's just uh, I think from if you buy from Warcraft miniatures, you you already know that you're gonna get charged a premium, like because yeah. it's also just like one guy who does it and and so on, so he charges a lot for his time. Yeah, but it is it is a really cool. And spot. then this one is also from Warcraft miniatures. Oh, okay, so this is what I was picking up in the beginning. Yeah, uh, and this is I hadn't I haven't seen this before, so it was really cool. It's like this kind of Sylvan Elf dude. Yeah, it looks it's like. gonna be a Blade Dancer character. Yeah, and he's like. Um, just jumping over like uh, some uh, logs or shit and like we're just ready to That's strike a big old axe yeah and like a fucking huge mohawk mane yeah, kind yeah. of thing it, it looks like a slayer elf basically yeah it's really cool yeah it's really really so really yeah nice. this, my plan is to use this one just as an, uh, another character or yeah. another blade dancer in my sm- small <laughs> expanding blade dancer collection yeah. <laughs> my plan was to buy another box of witch elves and convert them yeah. but I'm like slowly accumulating these kind also, of models also the, the witch elves are Expensive as fuck. Witch elves? <laughs> the witch elves? <laughs> so dwellers below joke there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. this one, I, I just, this is actually what yeah. made me find this company. Oh, okay. I saw this one on the Silver Elf forum yeah. and then I found the Dragon. I've, well. I've seen them, but I've just, they've never really had anything that uh, that I felt like I could use in my own. Mm. like, they, they produce some like, uh, like small gnome miniatures and like interesting empire style stuff and like it, but like nothing uh, nothing really uh, undying dynasties or warriors I would yeah. like yeah yeah they yeah they, they have it's like more like victorian yeah or they something. do oh, like yeah. fantasy football models oh, okay. and stuff i think fuck everybody does fantasy yeah. football models that's i i've never gone into blood bowl no, no. I mean, don't see the appeal anyway uh, Cadwallon. This one is also Cadwallon. Yeah, this Rackham one is also model. really fucking cool. It's like an upright, uh, like it's stag dude on two feet. It's like yeah, it's like yeah. a man with a stag head. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it looks like really noble. Yeah. Uh, I think and like it has like the sneer uh, on his face, which yeah. is really nice. It's and again, it's the quality is just fucking yeah, exactly. amazing. The, like the it's so crisp. It's yeah. Really nice. And then you made this into your BSP. Yeah, it's gonna be my BSP. I was gonna put him on a chariot, mm-hmm. but then um, I decided not to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If it worst, I mean, okay. Now you made the base, so it looks like he's on the ground. But I mean, if with it, like you could have technically just like put it on yeah. a chariot as well. Like maybe magnetize the foot or something. Yeah, I I was thinking about it, yeah. but then I was like, you know what? I'll just get another model. I'm just gonna get another model. Yeah, this is this is kind of. I also like when I, when I was a kid, I was like, I could use like I could use this for two things, yeah. and now I'm like, but now I can get two things. <laughs> yeah, oh. now, now I have the money that it's it's not so much yeah. an issue. Um. Yeah. So we have a couple more. We got these satire models. Yeah, so these are in Mel. Yeah, these are Eureka min- miniatures. It's mm. an Australian company, but wait, they... are these in lead? No, they're no, okay. Peter. Okay, because I know so I know there's one Australian company which makes lead models still. Okay, I don't but remember which one it is. 
Yeah, the, these are available from a shop called Fighting Fifteens that mm-hmm. do mostly like historical miniatures. Yeah. But these are going to be my uh, Ungo, no, fuck, I would drink. <laughs> uh, Mo- Mongol Raiders, yeah. and I've got a couple other ones here yeah, as well. They're, they're like quite, uh, they're characterful, but here, like, yeah, you can definitely tell these, this sculpt quality is not as good. No. It's also when it's made of pewter, the detail is a bit softer. Yeah. But they, but they are really cool. They're quite they, nice. They look just like they've uh, stepped out of a Greek myth. Yeah, they're, they're, they're from like their Greek myth range, yeah. actually. The, you have this like unit filler guy, I guess, is, yeah. is what he's going to be. He's and like a, a, or a hedge fiend. Oh yeah, this is a perfect hedge fiend. Yeah. He, he, this guy looks completely retarded, which is great for a beast herd army because he has like a, he has a big fat belly <laughs> and a super small head. This is like one of my favorite models. With actually. no neck. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's just screaming and he has like the smallest face and biggest yeah. mouth, like just tiny little fucking eyes and like. I think it, I think it's like uh, it's called it's from a company called Redbox Miniatures from America. Okay. It was yeah. a bit expensive. This one. Yeah. Um, I bought some of the barbarian characters for my warriors army as well, mm. but it was really cool, and I just like fell in love with it straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, I use it as a unit filling my uh, my mongrel uh, yeah. uh, unit, so I use it as a hedge fiend. Nice. And uh, yeah, I got I got some other satires from a company called Casting Room Miniatures. Okay. Um, they're not as nice. Let me just get them out. I need to have a look. Might as well. Like Henry, you're making me wanna buy more malls. <laughs> like it. <laughs> Like I, I already had enough to play like play a game of my wars, and I still have a shit ton which is not even assembled. But now I just want to like I've been I'm thinking in my head about all the other cool stuff that I, I've found, but I've been like I shouldn't buy this. But then apparently, if I was you, I would have just bought it. They have some spears as well. Yeah, I mean these are also like uh, characterful, but as you say, the sculpt quality. Oh, they have their dicks out. They have dicks. That's they what. That's, dicks, that's basically mm. what uh, made me get them. Because awesome. satires with penises. Yeah, <laughs> like just little little people willies just yeah. hanging out there. And uh, I was I was split between these ones and the fighting fifteens Eureka miniatures ones. Yeah, just got both. Um, so I got both to have a look. I knew that I wanted these ones mm. with bows anyway, so I bought them. Yeah, yeah. So just to have a look, and then I got these as like a. As an alternative, just to see which ones. Yeah. Now, now I've actually ordered a load of the other ones yeah. because with the spears that they have. Okay. Um, but I will use these on the chariots. Okay. Just cool. to like the the drivers. Yeah, that sounds good. But I, I don't really like them as much. They're kind of a bit smaller. And yeah, exactly. They not really yeah. as good. So, I think the last one is the Mercia. Yeah, dude. Order. I haven't assembled him yet. So this is, I think, this is cruel. The something. It, uh, is the name of it. It's he's like a very, like he's quite big uh, demon, uh, not demon prince, but like demon esque mall. Yeah, think. he's like he's got he's got like a big horned head. Yeah, and some and like two axes or something. Yeah, and you can't really see his willy, but you can see his balls. Yeah, <laughs> the most important part. Yeah, but the 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 thing I don't like about what Mirror Miniatures does a lot is that they sculpt the dick, but then they put like the. Uh, one of the resting connectors right up there. <laughs> so that this happened to one of my models as well. I was looking at it and I had to cut away the connector and I was like almost like cut away the sculpting on, on the dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. I just put it somewhere else. <laughs> but yeah, as always, motion miniatures, the quality yeah, is it's just fucking insane. insane. It's yeah. so good. The detail is so good, like the veins. And... Yeah, exactly. I mean, just, yeah, and the, like the hair that he has here, like on top yeah. of his... Uh, how, I don't even make? know how they do this. Yeah, it's just crazy. Like, the sculptors who work there are geniuses. So I don't even know. I guess they do it by hand, or I don't think this is 3D sculpted. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, uh, so I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, firstly, uh, what do you, do you know of any models I can use for 
for the wild horns because I'm really struggling to that's like the them. elite dudes right yeah both the the guys with the axes and the regular guys okay longhorns and wild horns they're yeah. the two they're the two sets that I'm struggling with yeah and the, I, with the yeah. ones with the axes you can get Mercia ones but I don't like them that much you don't I think they're really cool but they're expensive they're fucking expensive yeah. if you want like a unit of 40 yeah exactly and that's the problem because you you are gonna have a big unit you're not yeah, gonna have prob- smaller at least at least 28 yeah, or 20 yeah, whatever. I would say like if you're getting the axe dudes, I guess you would you would want to be getting at least twenty moles, and yeah. then you do unit fillers. Unit fillers, yeah. So that would be two or three sets for her. They, they come in sets of five. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, maybe you can get them in sets of ten. But maybe you could like price. if you're lucky, you know, they'll do a discount thing. Yeah. Where you well, can obviously I'll do it when there's a discount. Like this, yeah. this one I got when it was half price. Yeah, exactly. And there was there was recently, I think, like two for one regiments for like a minotaurs and stuff, like a yeah. ogre-sized things. So if they did that for small dudes, then yeah. Yeah. So but, I'm I am struggling. Yeah. I'm struggling to find models. There's there is a lots of options, and there's quite yeah. a good miniature library for beast herds on the forum. Okay. Um. Because yeah, I I was looking around as well when we talked about this last time, and I I haven't really been able to find something that just slots in. Yeah. It's a little like there's some stuff which would work, but are just like lower quality. Yeah, um, there's, there's and so. not really any models that I like. And so then, and then sure you could convert like if you buy some kind of orc type mall. Yeah, and convert we talked. It. We talked about using the is it shield wolf? Yeah, shield wolf. They have these uh, savage no, they, yeah, mountain, mountain orcs. orcs, which yeah. look they're so they look very beast like because they have these like really wicked faces with um, like their their mouths go back really far yeah. when they open, so you almost like crocodiles. Yeah. Uh, which is quite cool, but then like they're as you say they're not bipedal, which is a problem. Yeah, I kind of want I kind of want the everyone them to have like the reverse legs. Yeah, like goat goat legs. Goat legs. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, I'm struggling to find them a, a little bit. I was obviously because I do a lot of converting, so I was like, oh fuck it, I could just convert them. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't really want this project to be like a big hobby project. I just, yeah. I just even wanna... if you make a simple one, it's gonna take time. Yeah, exactly, and and it, as again, if it's like forty models, yeah, eighty models or something, because it's all core stuff, right? So, I didn't really want to have to spend too much time. I just want to yeah. buy nice models for this army, do maybe a little bit of conversion, and then yeah. paint it up fast and play it. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm not sure what you could get no. really. The the other one other question is maybe they have you looked into finding more like wolf like moles if there's like man side I know there is. Uh, there are some, uh, but I think they're also like ogre-sized ish from um, Privateer Press. They they have okay. those like wolf. Uh, Maybe I like, should um, look up look for some werewolf again, models. Yeah, exactly. But again, I think they're relatively expensive and so on. So mm. like, it's yeah. Difficult, but maybe yeah. maybe there is some werewolf models. Yeah. So yeah, I'm struggling to find models for the the wild horns and longhorns. Yeah. But apart from that, I'm I'm getting there with this collection. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say one thing about the Mantic chariots. Yep. Is that they don't fit on a hundred by fifty very well? Yeah, because they're very wide. Yeah, and yeah. this one I actually had to make wide so that the wizard could fit because the wizard was also quite big. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the, the character is fine. The other ones I can narrow them down by clipping the wheels down a bit. Yeah, and that that should be fine. But uh, it's just just one thing to be aware of if you're buying the Mantic chariots. Mm. But what's your overall uh, view of my my <laughs> recent collection? Yeah, I feel I feel plastic. like it, it's just gonna be uh, the very expensive army. That's what I feel. I I feel like uh, you have this idea that you're gonna make it quick and easy, but it, this is not yeah. this is not quick and easy at all. No. <laughs> this is exactly what it's like. Every time I paint something, I'm like, this time it's gonna go fast. And then you're like, but maybe I should add another layer here. But, but what if this isn't bright enough? Should probably, just probably do another highlights. 
Yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a three color minimum army. Okay. And I I just want to get it on the table. I don't I don't want to like make it like crazy and conversion like my vampire army. That was yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so it's it's fun. Um, I think we should just take a quick break and then yeah. go for the yeah, what go we, what we the tournament. Yeah. So yeah, take a quick break and talk about the tournament of from today. Yeah. And then uh, take it from there. tournament today in Copenhagen yeah run that's... by Lasse and sponsored by movementtray.com yeah magnetic where you can where you can get magnetic movement trays and yeah and they and do like magnets as well and they does some bases also yeah and so on and also they do like these like wound counters and oh, like yeah, yeah. angle measurers and things yeah, like exactly. this yeah and these are like really useful things for when you need to measure just like one inch or corners to yeah. mark units and stuff yeah so quite a useful shop. Uh, yeah. move, I think it's movementtrade.com. Okay. So he, he, did he change it? Wasn't it like magnetic movement trade at some point? I think the company's called Magne- Magnetic Movement Trade. Ah, okay. But I think he, he, for his website, it's yeah. movementtrade.com. Cool. Um, I think they ship all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So thanks to Lasse to, for running the tournament. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was at this uh, like nerd market thing. Yeah, again. yeah. Yeah. Which uh, seems to... Like, how often does that happen? Like four times a year or something? Yeah, or? I think they do every quarter. Yeah. Yeah, and it's... Usually it's a tournament. Cool. It was it was only pretty small. It was like, how many were we? We were like 12 or something. Yeah. yeah I don't know why there wasn't that much enthusiasm this time. Because normally, yeah. like, sometimes it goes quite big. Yeah, it can be 20, 25 people yeah, sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But maybe it's just the time of year and there's other tournaments. Yeah, there's loads of tournaments yeah. at the moment. It's like almost every week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we had one last weekend as well. Oh, yeah, true. So actually, we should mention that... Um, was that last weekend? Yeah. Or two weekends two ago. Weekends two ago. weekends ago. Yeah, Battle yeah. Copenhagen. Um, and, uh, yeah, you had Battle Copenhagen and we uh, we were in Sweden the yeah. week before that as uh, yeah. well. Yeah, so it's been like three tournaments yeah. in, in a month. And I think next weekend there's a tournament as well, which I, I had to cancel because I had Yeah, next weekend we have Amma Hammer too. Yeah, exactly. I had to cancel that, but... Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so loads of tournaments right now. Yeah. I haven't even thought about that yet. <laughs> Are you going to? Yeah, yeah. I think okay. I've signed up for it. I th- I think it's 4,500. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was standard. Just yeah. standard, standard. <laughs> Maybe I'll just probably just take the list I took today and yeah, yeah, just, just do it a bit more. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. This we fucking were so drunk yeah. last night. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Shit. It was, it was so much fun. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I don't remember, but I guess yeah. it was fun. I mean, it was, okay, so... Even like when you don't remember, it's so much fun when you wake up. That that to me like <laughs> we I, have I, different opinions. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck happened? Oh, how am I here? I'm still drunk. <laughs> That's how literally how I feel when I like. Yeah, so so and, like, and it's like that going over and over again for yeah. like hours. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's the thing because I always feel quite okay when I go unless it's like over a certain point I feel always feel quite good right when I wake up and then I get to just feel terrible a little bit later yeah. today I felt like quite good all the time actually but I, I like because I wake up and I'm like 
happy right away. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, hey, Henry, we have, we're like an hour late to tournament. <laughs> gets more fun from there. Yeah, I think we were, we were, had to be there at nine, yeah. and we, customer woke me up at ten. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like an hour late for game one. Yeah. So we, we were like, okay, we're going to be playing each other. Like, yeah, it's like definitely no stress. Be, yeah, no yeah. stress. <laughs> so we kind of like got up. We we stopped by Seven Eleven, yeah, took it easy, yeah. got some food, some breakfast, and then went to the tournament. And then yeah, we so we played each other. Yeah, uh, we finished before everybody else anyway. <laughs> Still pretty, had time to get lunch. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I had time to get lunch. These three and a half hour rounds. Yeah, I will. I will forever complain about this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm afraid. And uh, I won seventeen three. Yeah. against your new Warriors. Army. Yeah, it was the first time I played Warriors, which was yeah. uh, it was uh, a lot of fun. But uh, I I made a stupid I think <laughs> because uh, I like we had hold the center and I was just like oh I should get the objective so I just like pushed my warriors within his, six you have thirty warriors or? yeah 20, 20 warriors with sloth and a war shrine and in there. great weapons and great weapons and with a war shrine yeah so or bow shrine I think yeah, yeah, yeah bow shrine <laughs> but uh, but yeah so I I just kind of like I wanted to get the scenario so I pushed them kind of within six of the thing yeah but that was too far because then I, like when you pushed up your army with the sword you had a big unit of sword masters and, 21 uh, yeah okay big enough like, <laughs> big enough to kill stuff and uh, I guess uh, yeah I guess the dragon as well and then it, like when you pushed that far off up like I just couldn't back down so I probably should have like I should have probably accepted that the objective was hard for me to take instead of like putting my words yeah there. I think I think the crux of that game was that I just charged in with my swordmasters yeah. and I got plus one strength and plus one to wound on <laughs> but I, I, I have a feeling that you probably go through it even without the combo buffs not if I'm wounding you on four plus ah okay yeah because you're, you're res really... five because you're oh, yeah you're actually strength five yeah. not uh, six yeah yeah, true. But you, I mean, you're gonna get one of those. Like if you, I mean, yeah, if we yeah. have a many face and you say I have to do this, you can just split dice. Yeah, and yeah. So, so yeah, it was kind of. I would get at least get plus one strength. Yeah, or exactly. plus one to wound. So, I it was a combat I would have won, but yeah. it was it, you should have tried to kill a few few more sword masters. Yeah. Before I fought you. Yeah, probably and with magic. Yeah, with magic yeah. or so, chaff me or something. Yeah. So I guess we could say that. Uh, so I was running uh, like basically my list was that unit, and then I had a super mage on a dragon. Yeah. So he's like a thousand point mage. Yeah. D mage. Uh, yeah, D mage. So he, he's on occultism, and he has magical hero room. So he does like a lot of pew pew, uh, yeah. shoots a lot of stuff, and then he has like hero's heart paired weapons kind of stuff. Uh, then uh, after that I have a uh, Helmo to teleport with one portal and uh, you didn't do any teleporting in our game yeah exactly because it was the first time I was just yeah. unused to it but then I did a lot later which is a lot of fun and then I have uh, a Barbarian on a Behemoth and uh, let's see two units of Chosen Cav uh, some dogs and that's about it I think yeah. like a little unit of Barbarians to sacrifice as well yeah. um, my list was like my standard elf list pretty much yeah but it was a little, bit smaller a little, than usual less a little shooting. different yeah less shooting I had a a regular like prince on a dragon with the bow um, yeah. but it was pretty much like a standard high elf yeah, exactly. with like, pyromancy yeah um, I don't really want to go too much into the games no we don't have to so I won 17-3 yeah um, I think you played against Rasmus yeah next? my last game oh that was the last game yeah. what was your second game my second game was against um, uh, was this Niels I think uh, something uh, I don't remember his last I, name I've not seen him before so yeah you see it. Yeah, he's pretty new yeah or I think he's been playing for a while but like just haven't okay. been on the just got back in tonight yeah, page. probably I didn't actually ask him about that yeah. but but he's a nice dude and he played uh, yeah he was actually yeah when you say that he was probably a little bit new to rules 
But he he played Orcs and Goblins yeah. with like a Goblin focus list with like a couple of giants, a couple of poison goblin units, yeah. Wranglers, like these uh, random movement chariots and this kind of stuff. Yeah. Shooting. And I thought first like, oh shit, he's gonna just like here's a lot of catapults and stuff. He's gonna shoot off my dragon, but no, it was uh, it was quite fine. And, uh, <laughs> it was actually, quite okay. Yeah, the dogs. Did you hide the dragon? Did uh, you take Henry, nah. Henry P. Miller advice? Uh, if nah. you if you if you were like getting shot with your dragon and doing it wrong, he or? just didn't like didn't shoot me that much. Like okay. I, I hit the, I hit the best I could on the first turn. Yeah. And then uh, then I he like didn't do any wounds, and then he put his. Uh, He's like, uh, I like I put my dragon somewhere to magic him, and so he, but then he could charge a giant into me, okay. charging the giant. I'm like, oh shit, because in my head, he giant had already taken two wounds from magic, and I thought, oh okay, I'm like I'm gonna strike before him because I, in my mind I was thinking this was fighting character, so I was gonna do like lots of wounds to the giant, but the giant's not gonna die, and then, then the giant's gonna kill me. But turns out that the D-Mage and the dragon only have initiative free or agility free. Yeah. So I, he strikes before me. So it's <laughs> oh, because he's four on the charge. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> So, and then I kill the giant, and then, <laughs> and then it turns out that behind the giant, oh, here's a guy on a wyvern, like a lord on a wyvern, I'm like, I can probably kill that, and come back to in, he'll take that up as well. <laughs> and that's <laughs> like pretty in, unlikely, I would say, with all those, with the armor and the regen. He had like a 2 plus armor, or a 4 plus regen, yeah. and I have AP3 strength 5 on the attack guy, and then I have a, a fire breath weapon as well as, uh, as, well as the dragon attacks, yeah. and then I can cast, uh, and I can also cast... Uh, like uh, you know, ward same on myself as well as uh, hellfire into combat and so on. Mm. Hellfire is not that great to be honest, but I just uh, I think I managed to dice him, so I just got the ward save off, even though I shouldn't probably. Yeah. But it was fine, and then uh, I just got to overrun the dragon into his whole army and take lots of stuff off. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Cool. I also got to teleport the warrior unit from like one side of the board to the other side of the board, which is also fun. <laughs> I think that was actually like so that I really saw the power of the hellmog because I what I did was that I kind of. Uh, Deployed in a way where it seemed like I was going to go to the right because I put the big unit warriors there and you were chosen yeah. cab and then like not that much on the other side and I just like put a portal on the other side and uh, then at like turn two or three I just moved the entire warrior unit over there so then suddenly there's only a chosen knight unit on that flank yeah. and everything else is on the flank. So you kind of outmaneuvered him like Yeah that. exactly which is... Uh, did it Did it work? Yeah it worked really well. I mean I won 20 nil. Yeah so. <laughs> okay awesome. But, yeah so it's, and also the fact the dogs are really useful where you can just go... Uh, stand on the Magnus Quigs and they die and I did that the first turn with because yeah. they have movement 24 yep. with, uh, when you release the hounds which yeah. is uh, really cool. good yeah okay. so it's, uh, it was a good game so in my game too I played against Undying Dynasties with a chariot star I had like 10 chariots and 2 characters yeah it's uh, uh, every time is that, I is that, see that is that a like, list no that's a shit list yeah it wasn't didn't seem yeah. very good and yeah. yeah because it's like uh, because it's not maneuverable enough when it's yeah. that big he, he, he was like he deployed it like 4 wide and 3 deep yeah and he was like I was like, can it actually fit in the deployment zone? He's like, yep, you can measure it if you like. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it, it's it was exactly. like three millimeters uh, over is what? like, no, no, like you have the, you have three millimeters space. Oh yeah, exactly. After you put yeah, it yeah. down, if, if it's touching the back of the table. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, uh, it's too big. Like yeah, it's, it's, and it's still easy to chaff. And I, feel, I, I don't know. Yeah. So he had this big unit of chariots and he had three Sphinx. A three Sphinx Sphinx as well. Wow. Oh, yeah. So two two regular ones and one with Dread the thing. Yeah. yeah flying flying one and, and two catapults also but yeah that, two catapults that must be bunker. like the lists yeah that's it ah okay yeah so pretty much what happened was I put an eagle in front of his <laughs> chariot <laughs> he charged it then I charged my swordmasters in and they said and I did 
personal strength and personal yeah. wounds. <laughs> and did you just dice him or? No, just no. I mean, the swordmaster's going into the chariot. No, no, no. But like, did you get both spells off? No, I only got one of them. Oh, okay, but, okay. <laughs> but it was the same same yeah. principles. Only you were stupid enough to let both through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I di- I didn't need both because it's toughness four. Yeah. So it's, it was two yeah, after yeah, one yeah. of them anyway. Yeah, of course. And um, yeah. So I just took him off, and the only thing I lost was an eagle. Nice. And Times. I tabled him. Yeah. Yeah, like it, when I saw you were facing him, I like I. Thought that like you would that list you just gonna take off. Like, it's yeah, like, I, I think the matchup was okay. The sphinxes were a little di- difficult for me to deal with, yeah. and he was healing them really fast. Okay. And I did. I got plus one what to wound. What was his magic? He had cosmology and divination. Okay. Uh, master on cosmology and adept on divination. Okay. Cool. But uh, in my first turn, I cast flaming swords on my queen's guard and did three wounds to the sphinx. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is pretty average. Yeah, exactly. That's what and, you do. Um, and then he healed all of them in the first magic phase. You can only heal two. Okay. Or no, no, wait. No, you can, you can heal three if you use the uh, uh, cosmology heal spell because it's yeah, outside he, of yeah, the Yeah, that's what he used. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was like, fuck, okay. <laughs> and yeah. like that was like some hard wounds for me yeah, to do. Definitely. And then he healed it straight away. So yeah. he was like healing his sphinxes a lot. Yeah. And it was like a dragon against a sphinx at one point, like, <laughs> like wounding him on sixes and yeah, eventually, exactly. eventually killed him. Yeah. Yeah, that's my experience with, like, you can put the Sphinx in front of a dragon, yeah. and it will just, like, they will bitch slap each other for a while, yeah. but the dragon will win in the end. That's my usual experience. Okay. Even with the, the Dread Sphinx. Has the, like, the he Dread was Sphinx rolling is, pretty badly. Yeah, the Dread Sphinx is a little bit better, and it's, a, and all, it, well, it's, it has multiple wounds as well, yeah. so the Dread Sphinx can just spike and just kill a dragon straight away, but, like, the normal Sphinx will... Yeah, my, my experience with the Dread Sphinx is that it kills the dragon. Yeah. But... It's know. just like it's not easy to get the Dread Sphinx to actually match up against the dragon. Yeah. Because it's quite slow. It's like moment twelve or March twelve, moment six. Yes. But this this one was a pretty easy game. Yeah. I would say. Um, game three. Yeah. So then I faced Rasmus, who yeah. also plays Warriors. This is pretty interesting for you because then you got to see like actually because yeah. Rasmus obviously is a good player. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. You, and also he has got... played it a little bit more. Yeah. Than me. Like he's been. Uh, I think he said this with this list. It was his fourth game or something. But with uh, he's been playing with Warriors a lot. Yeah, he's been playing with warriors a lot. I think also. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So he had like a, so he had a lot of his stuff in this army was stuff like that I wanted to run, but I haven't just haven't done time to assemble it. So for example, instead of having the the battle shrine inside of a warriors unit, he has it inside of a barbarian unit, which means that but it still gives reckoning. So what I reckoning is this thing right where when people with hellforge armor within twelve of this guy dies, they you get a veil token. Yeah. But the cool thing is that if you put the Reckoning into a unit, they don't have to have uh, Hellforge Armors. You can have it in Barbarians. So what that means is that you have a big unit of 40 Barbarians, and when they die, which you do easily, you get Veil Tokens. Yeah. But you can also play Occultism, which you do, and you can <laughs> stab the Barbarians yourself and get Veil Tokens. Yeah, which is cool. really powerful. It's really fluffy as well. Yeah, exactly. And this is, this is like kind of... And I, I think actually I'm going to take credit for this because we were having this conversation, and I told him about it, and he's like, oh... That's actually quite a good idea. And then I was like, yeah, and then because I thought about it a lot, I was like, yeah, but, and you can also go through the Helmor portals. And if you have Hellforge armor, you don't take any damage. But if you're anybody else, like a barbarian, then you take hits, like toxic uh, attacks when so you, you can go through. Get a so, so he did this to me, like the trick that I taught him. Oh, okay, <laughs> but like you have your big bar- the yeah, it's like you have a big barbarian unit. You go through a portal and you pop up on the other side of the board and you get like eight veil tokens because the barbarians <laughs> die and it's like <laughs> you get lots of magic. <laughs> Do they all take it? It's something like uh, you get 
D6 hits and a plus one for every full rank or something after okay. first. So okay. I, I'm not sure. It's something along okay. those lines. Is so, it toxic? Uh, yeah, it's toxic attacks. Okay. So I think he uh, he lost, like, when he went, he had, like, a deep unit with Hamwapper Shield and uh, the Warshire in front. And uh, I think he took, like, off six Barbarians or something, which okay. is, that's, that's like, a, a good amount because you want that amount of Veil Tokens. Yeah. It was at one point when we played when I yeah. splatted your Warriors and you were like, I now have 30 Veil Tokens yeah. or something. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. But I think that is, so, so that, that unit is definitely something which I'm I'm 100% putting into mm. my army because it's so much better than Warriors because Occultism works so well when you're generating Veil Tokens yourself from sacrifices. You don't have to rely on people shooting that unit for, to, for you to get more magic. Because yeah. that was essentially what was happening to me was that people weren't really shooting the Warriors unit so I wasn't getting that much tokens but I was yeah. only getting tokens when they got into combat were getting killed but then I was like losing the game yeah. these days. <laughs> Can't take it off. Uh, so I would definitely do that. Uh, yeah, and otherwise he had like... Um, so instead, instead of Chosen Knights, he had Knight Units, which mm. also seems... Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if it's like a better choice, but I think they're good choices. Like, because he just keeps them cheap. Like, he has a champion in them to be able to give them a ward save from yeah. Occultism. And then they're, they, I think he said it was like 390 points for five or something. Okay? Just, yeah, it's, it's fine. Especially for what they do. They're faster and they have a one plus save. And they strike at like strength six on the charge. Yeah, so I, I like him with great weapons. Yeah, I guess the problem then is that you don't have one plus save. So what he said is that he thinks that they're good because they're so grindy. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what I would use, but but it, they were actually quite good. Cool. But yeah, we had kind of a standoff game, uh, but then uh, uh, but then what happened was kind of on one side, I had my big units of warriors, and I was planning to teleport it away, but he uh, like uh, he managed to, I forget, he had like a, uh, actually a guy on foot with wings in Barbarian unit, like a, a lord, a killing lord with real armor saves and shit. And he like charged out uh, over over my chaff because I just like forgot that he flies. Uh, I was like, he's blocked now. No, he wasn't blocked. But and then he charged into like my to another combat where my Helma was and he killed my Helma, so then I couldn't teleport my wars away, which I was fine <laughs> to. I should have probably teleported them like one turn earlier, but yeah. then and then I was facing like three of his units or something. And uh, and then uh, so like I lost that matchup, but I lost it like quite convincingly. and here I thought, realized that the wars this sloth war unit is probably not that good. Because against the Swordmasters, I mean, I'm expecting to lose. Like, yeah. it's, uh, it's not weird if, if you lose that. But here, it was like, uh, he had he charged me in the front with five knights, and then on the corner with a chariot. Yeah. And he just, like, took the whole unit off in one go. What? Yeah, exactly. It just, like, we, we both looked at it, and, like, we, like this, we, this is not what we think is going to happen, but he didn't roll, like, super well or something. Just How many did he kill? He killed, like, uh, I think he killed uh, something like is 10 it, Is it Chosen Chariot? Uh, no, just normal chariot. It wasn't the chariot, it was the knights. We killed like around 10 something moles. 10 with the knights? No, no, with both of them together. Okay. Like, like 10-ish moles. Yeah. So, and, then, uh, and then like uh, I wasn't steadfast. Like it was just enough for me not to be steadfast. Yeah. But anyway, I have like leadships 8 with no reroll. Yeah. So. Okay. So like it, it's just, uh, I don't think it, for what you pay for it, it doesn't fight well enough. No, I don't think so. I think, yeah. I think there's better choices in the core. Yeah, so I think what, what, you, what I would do is it's either you go for a big unit of 30 warriors, so it's more survivable. Yeah. But I would say most likely what you do is that you go for the barbarians because then you have the synergy with magics. Yeah. And then you also have, then you have some points left over so you can in core still put in like uh, units of fallen or something like that, which would, I, I, I don't know if I wouldn't need them in this list, but I think they would be relatively useful. Yeah, I, I like the Fallen. I yeah. use them a little bit. So, yeah, my game three, um, I played against Jacob uh, with the Soren Ancients. Yeah. He's running, like, a Cancel and a Quattle on Pyro-Alchemy combo thing. Yeah. Um, 
pretty i say it's a pretty standard list two units of the frenzy rider dudes yeah yeah i mean very similar to marcel's stuff. yeah yeah actually pretty much the same as what i'm playing with against yeah. marcel which uh, i don't know if that that is standard in like overall list like um sorry nation uh, i think there's community. a lot more like skin cloud lists. yeah exactly but but it's it feels standard to us because we play marcel a lot, yeah. so um it was pretty tight game jacob's a good player um I don't really know if there's anything like, like special, super interesting. Super interesting. No. Um, I I won I won thirteen seven yeah. in the end, okay. and cool. that put me on fifty points for yeah. the day. And for the winner, winner, winner of the tournament after like being really <laughs> fucking drunk. <laughs> and when we played, I was drunk. It was, I was we were, drunk. We were so fucked up. Like I remember getting there and then like Harry just puts his balls on the table. And, like, we don't tell each other at all what anything is. We just, like, put it on and start playing. playing. <laughs> <laughs> get, get to, like, the magic phase. Oh, what spells do you have? Oh, I don't know. I haven't decided yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was the fact. Like, we did, like, I don't, don't think you actually ever really selected spells normally. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, I knew I had four on Pyramus. Yeah. <laughs> just to cast them until, you, until I've cast four spells, yeah. which are different. <laughs> Actually, I had I use the same spells in every game. Uh, I, I like that. Like this, to me, I think I want my magic fit, like magic setup to be in a way where when I before I come to the game, I know what I'm gonna pick because it goes so much faster and so much easier to play. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but I think with occultism, actually, it is uh, like when you do spell selection, you always feel like you're you would like to have one more spell. Mm. But I mean, it's you don't want to have another guy on occultism. You just want to have like five occultism spells on the guy yeah. who's doing it because. Like, especially on the dragon, you want to take the Warsay spell. And I realized that the Warsay spell is actually super powerful because it's very easy to buff an entire unit with 5 plus Warsay. Yeah. Because you just, you boost the spell and then it goes, so when you do it on yourself, it's like on a 5. But if you boost it, then you put it on another unit with a champion. And if it has a champion, you just like, if you kill a dude, then the entire unit gets 5 plus uh, yeah. Warsay. And it's just on an 8. So like it's 5 plus Warsay on an 8. That's super good. In cosmology, you have to have 5 plus Warsay on like an 11 or something. Yeah. So so it is actually really powerful, and this was why Rasmus has champions in all his units, so he can buff them with okay. Lifeless Wards. Interesting. And so you want that spell, then you want Pentagram of Pain, because you want to heal the dragon. Yeah. Uh, so so that, okay, you're always going to have those two. And then you're like, okay, Breath of Corruption is really good, actually, because it's actually like quite a good combat buff, it's a good like shooting thing, this kind of stuff. Uh, so you like that's not like you don't have to have that, but you would like to have it. The grave calls you're probably always gonna have because yeah, it's that's, the that's like the, one of the most powerful spells in the game. Yeah, exactly. Because you can go like especially with Whale Walker as well, because then you, you get go extra range. Like, yeah, yeah, so like you extra range it, so it's eighteen, which means you can cast it a lot. So and then you like slap a dude, so you get plus strength six. Yeah, and it's really powerful. So that that you're, you're gonna have at least when you play the dragon, I feel like you have Pentagram of Pain, Ward Save, Grave Calls. That's three spells. Yeah, then you have one spell to pick, and. Uh, Breath of Corruption is really good always, and Mark for Doom, which is kind of a cannonball, is also like really like it's it's not as good because you only do it in the beginning, but it's good on dragon because you can reach out and like kill yeah. monsters. But it, it is like that's one which I, I did use it sometimes, and it's quite good because it's like on an eight, so it's easy ish to cast. Yeah. And then you also have the uh, minus uh, offensive uh, skill and plus defensive skill or, or like minus weapon skill on your opponent and plus on yourself. Yeah. Which is permanent, so that is like relatively good in the sense that you can. I think, like, I think it's more. I think that's better on like a combat dragon. Yeah, exactly. Rather than a wizard dragon. Yeah, but it's also yeah. I mean, you can make the wizard a little bit more fighty, but most of all, you could like debuff some other units. But I, I never like that spell. I would like to have, but I don't have any space. I, I rarely, I rarely cast that one. Yeah. Or choose that one. Yeah, because so, so, the other spells are so much better. What What I really want to get into is is 
if this is a good combo. Mm. Um, in Battle of Copenhagen, Do I you ran mean, uh, on the dragon specifically. Yeah. yeah. So is so the question I want to uh, ask and talk about is 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 a cultism on a dragon? Is it a good choice? Yeah. So the I think the premise behind it is that a cultism is like an interesting path that's not really played that much. Yeah. Um, but it has some really nice spells. For yeah. example, the Grave Calls, which is two d six strength five or strength six yeah. hits, which most is probably strength six. Probably one of the most powerful spells that you can play. Yeah. Right? Building um, drawback is range twelve. Yeah. So the the problem is that it's range twelve. Yeah. So the idea with the dragon is that because you're maneuverable on a dragon, you can kind of fly up around yeah. the enemy, and get close enough to cast a spell on the target that you want. Yeah. So, I've I've played this at Battle of Copenhagen with a zombie dragon. Yeah. Um, a colossal zombie dragon, which yeah. I don't think is a very good choice. Yeah, but you got it for free. But it was part of the dumb. tournament pack, so I I tried it. Yeah. Um. The the other spells in the in the path the I I really like the breath weapon spell yeah me too it's really powerful so for me I was I also had uh, I also had when I played it I had the power that gives me plus six inch range on the spells yeah and plus three on the auras yeah so then you definitely like have you have eighteen yeah so you have calls. eighteen on grave calls that was yeah. kind of my thinking with the vampire yeah. on the on the dragon so it was like the it was the Nosferatu power yeah and um, and so and and with that power you also get the hereditary spell because you're a Nosferatu vampire. So yeah. I also have like the hereditary and then the four spells. Yeah. So the spells I was always taking mm. was pentagram, grave calls, mark for doom, and breath weapon. Yeah. So I didn't take the water. Yeah. So I I haven't tried that. Mm. But um. But I think the thing you have to think about is like, oh right, you can't have champions and zombies, right? No. No, but you can definitely give like a unit of skeletons five plus ward save, for example. Yeah. Which is on two like while casting on like two or three dice, which is quite good. Okay. I mean, I didn't. I I already have a regen save on the dragon six ah, plus. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. So it's not. So that it's not. Good. It's not really giving so much for the dragon. But yeah. I, I can see that it could be really useful. Yeah. Um. But for me, I just wanted to like daca the shit out yeah, of exactly. people. So like, yeah, the I just stuff. I just chose all the missiles all yeah. the time, and uh, I really like the breath weapon. Yeah. But I found that I found that even though I was a master, so getting plus one to cast. Yeah. I never actually cast grave calls on anything because okay. I never I don't think I cast it a few times but people would save the dice for it and stop yeah, it yeah of course um, and the other spells are not really that useful because yeah, they're not as powerful the the cannonball one um, you, you have to be within 12 inches to snipe yeah and even though you get plus 6 inch range on your spell you have to yeah, be, you still have to be within 12 inches to snipe yeah exactly that's because it's written into the rules yeah and I found that it was actually very difficult to be safe with the dragon yeah. And get within that short range. Even sometimes eighteen inches is like Yeah, yeah that's why I got charged by giants. If you're facing off like a cavalry, yeah. Then that could be like a ten charge. Yeah. So that's not that's not that safe for the dragon sometimes. Yeah. So I, I for me I just feel that the the spells are too short range, too high casting value, and yeah. they don't really do enough. Playing a lot with a highborn elf yeah. dragon mage, I'm I'm I think pyro divination yeah, cosmology so much is is much better. Yeah, yeah. So so this is I would I think I would agree because I I guess the weakness of the path is that one of the spells is really really good great calls but as you say that means people stop that so if but if you have that kind of spell where you're like okay people are gonna stop this like uh, for example the uh, summoning the beast thing in the shamanism yeah like you know people are gonna stop this because it's so powerful so then I can also you, use that hedge fiend as the yeah. beast. <laughs> 
So then, but that's really good then in the sense that then you get the other spells off, and the other spells are also really good. But in this path, I agree with you that the other spells are like kind of a, a letdown a little bit. And they also do different things. Yeah. Because let's say like your prime target for something like Grave Calls. Yeah. That's like armored stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like high AP. Yeah. And. And it does a lot of wounds. So it's kind of things that you want to shoot with like a dragon. Yeah. Or you want to shoot... Um, yeah, like monsters, A monster cavalry. or cavalry yeah. or a chariot, something like that. Yeah. Um, but like the breath weapon one, you're, you're wounding on sixes. Yeah. If you're, if you're shooting at something that's five yeah. plus modelled. So that means that it doesn't really affect them in the same way. Yeah, I so see. So where, where you... And the positioning is harder than... Yeah, so let's say, like... Let's say you're shooting, like, a chariot or a unit of, like, monstrous cavalry or something. Yeah. Your opponent is going to let the let the toxic one go. Yeah. And save his dice for the grave calls because it's it's not very likely to do much damage. Yeah. And then the mark for doom, is that the snipe one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so the snipe one is only D3 wounds. Yeah. So it's not really that dangerous, especially if you have heals or something. Yeah. So I feel that... Your opponent can basically say, okay, you can cast whatever you want, and when you cast Grave Calls, I'm just going to throw all my dice. Yeah. Because, because that's the one they want to stop. Yeah. So, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think it's a little bit better with Warriors, because the uh, Hereditary spell is not the same as Grave Calls, but it fulfills a similar purpose, because it's Strength 6 with 0 AP, but you can make them reroll successful armor saves with a Veil token from yeah. Walker. So you have like two, so from my viewing, I have two uh, high strength, similar range uh, magic missiles. And then I have, well, I, like I have a heal, with, but you can always, I guess, shoot chaff with it yeah. as well. And you have, uh, you have a ward save, and then you would have like breath weapon or cannonball or something like that. Yeah. And the thing with it, so I don't view the snipe spell, as you call it, as a snipe spell. I only, I only take it if I see, okay, there's a monster there who doesn't have a special save so I can kill him with, with this like a cannon yeah okay because then it's 24 inches and it's easy to cast so I mean you're always gonna like it's gonna be very easy to to shoot the thing with a dragon because you're 24 inches is super far right and then you can uh, it's not getting an armor save and you're gonna wound it on 2 plus yeah. and it's d3 wounds and it's not gonna like kill it straight away but it's gonna put those Start, like 2 yeah. free wounds on it which makes it a lot easier to hit handle yeah, in yeah. combat okay so may maybe with the warriors it works better because yeah. you have that second exactly. spell but with the vampires and also with the vampires you at least with my list because it was like a Nosferatu list I was spending a lot of time and effort like raising my models yeah and in a lot of cases it's more important to raise your models than it is to cast yeah. damage spells yeah, so exactly. for me I was like splitting my dice through raising and then some dice to try and do some damage and my opponent was just saving and stopping the damage spells. yeah exactly so I, I didn't with the with the Nosferatu and the zombie dragon I didn't really feel that it worked yeah I can, I can definitely see that I I think the dragon was quite good for me in general I have to get better at using it of course yeah. but I don't think the magic was wrong I think that the thing which is wrong for me was just the fact that I didn't have uh, the like uh, the bow shrine in the unit barbarians yeah. because then like suddenly it becomes super strong because you will you just sacrifice on every spell even if you don't need it and you just yeah. get veil tokens. Yeah. So then the, so the first magic phase will be a standard magic phase. Yeah. And then the next one you will get like you just want to probably just want to, three don't or four. want to get one or two in the first yeah, magic exactly. phase. So then you get like three or four extra veil tokens from like stabbing your own dudes in the yeah. first one and then so and then the good thing is that you can like boost every spell you're with veil gonna, You're always gonna have four extra dice. On yeah, every, it's like, it's, every essentially card. yeah. yeah. Because that was what was Rasmus was doing to me. I think it was like one phase. He had three instead of four extra dice. Uh, so I think that's how you get it to work. Because yeah. then suddenly you have enough dice to cast like the spells. Like you, and you, you can always use Veilwalker every yeah, time. Exactly. Because you even if you just save one Veil token, 
you use the veil token on the first spell, but then you also kill somebody on the first spell, so you get one more, and then you yeah. just like keep doing that. Yeah. But you don't need to do it for every spell, but you know that you will always be able to. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think it is in the warriors. It is actually quite good, and also when you start to think about the other paths you could have on a dragon, it's like the other paths don't really f work that well on a dragon. I don't think like evocation is probably it is decent in the sense that you can like get in there and start sniping people. But you only have two snipes, so you're not gonna like be able to really like force something out. Like I think you want to go up to three if you want to like yeah. really put pressure stuff. on people. And then the other two are gonna be combo buffs, and those combo buffs are really good, but they're not like uh, I mean the, the dragon isn't as independent anymore because they're relatively short range. So, mm. yeah. So yeah, I think I think occultism is a good choice for the warriors, but it, it probably is. I'm not sure if it it's like super competitive on the dragon because it was really good when uh, Rasmus just had it on a on a dude in a unit. Yeah. Because then he's just like he's doing the same things. It's like maybe a little bit harder for him to reach with uh, the grave calls. Grave calls, but the the issue I was having is that I need to be close to him to cast spells. Yeah. But then like, I'm within range yeah. of him, like yeah. just walking up exactly. and shooting yeah. me. So he all, that was basically how he killed the dragon in the end. Was that he just like kept shooting all the magic at it, and I got I got down, so I started flat to flap away. But then he managed to catch me with uh, like a monster or something, <laughs> and then we were grinding. And then in the end, I killed the monster on the same turn that the monster killed the dragon. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. So one one thing that was a bit funny with my one thing that yeah. happened like an anecdote, um, I was like one is cast pentagram of pain to heal my dragon. Yeah. And I was in combat. I was, this is when I was playing back with vampires. Yeah. And uh, and so I was like measuring okay like which of my units are within range. Yeah. Sorry, because obviously it, with the bubble, I wanted yeah. to bubble it so I could kill some of his chaff units. His planet's yeah. vermin swarm. Yeah. yeah. And I had all all these small units, and uh, I was like making sure all of my all of my units were outside twelve inches, like my yeah. bats and my wolves and stuff. That yeah, like exactly. the, the small units, I didn't want to get killed. Yeah, and then uh, I cast and I looked. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna get a lot of his, a lot of his army. Yeah. Like pretty much every unit on the table is gonna get hit. Yeah, I was like, yes, here we go. So I rolled it and I cast it, and I was like, going right, okay, d six, d six, going around, going yeah. through them, and like, and he's like, this is you're doing a lot of damage, and yeah. I. I was taking half of my own models off, yeah. like mostly all the zombies. The zombies six, skeletons six. <laughs> fuck's sake! And then, like, his units was like two, four, whatever. And then, uh, and then, and then we we I cast another spell, and, and we were talking, and then he was like, and I think he asked me, "Oh, like what what like what's the range of this spell?" And yeah. I was like, "Oh yeah, because I get I can cast it because I get extra range." Yeah. And and then he, and then and then he like said, "Oh, do you do you get extra range on the auras?" And it's like. Oh shit! <laughs> so I'd forgotten that I actually get plus three inch range on the aura as well. So then we went back and measured it again. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna have to take a lot more hits here. So then I had to go roll, roll again for all my like bats and then everything fucking died. Yeah. And uh, and then he was like, dude, there's like a thirty inch bubble around like a, a model that has this massive base. It's like, yeah, fuck. So it, we actually ended up. Yeah. Every single unit on the table took hits. <laughs> Every single unit. <laughs> nice. It was like fuck, and we're just uh, taking all the models off. Yeah. I I think I I never cast the aura version actually. No. Uh, but maybe I I I don't know if I had like a good opportunity. Because like, if, if you also, if you aura, you get fell tokens for killing your own guys. Yeah, exactly. I think the I think my dragon was just like not not in a good like position for that to yeah. to be good so in conclusion make sure you measure your own yeah. units <laughs> before casting this spell yeah or before you actually get to the magic phase <laughs> yeah but I, f I do think that uh, like I guess we can also say that like occultism is missing something a yeah, little bit I think so but like in some armies like warriors for example it works because you have other things that make it kind of 
work in tandem. Yeah. For example, like if you put the so what Rasmus was doing is that he put a guy on the bow shrine, then he gets access to take uh, Wrath of God. So then you could have like Grave Calls and Wrath of God, and suddenly you have two spells that your opponent has to stop. Yeah. And that's that is really powerful. For yeah, example. yeah. When you combo it with something like that. Yeah, but but with if you're just like that's the only wizard you have in another army, maybe it is a bit tough. Yeah. So um, that's it. Um, so we're gonna come back after the break and uh, talk about the new Marker Khan book. Welcome to Amertime Podcast, episode 42. Henry's two balls in. Two, two bottles and one beer. <laughs> two balls and one beer. Balls of wine, luckily, not liquor. Oh yeah, God, imagine. Imagine <laughs> the carnage. <laughs> yeah, as he picks up my uh, resin dragon. Yeah. I'm trying to work out how it goes on. Because, with... like, you see, there's a foot there. Yeah, 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 but it doesn't really, like... No, no, like, uh, it's, you're just missing it. Stop Let's see. <laughs> Turn it upside down. So it goes on like this. Here you go. This way. Ah. And then you see ah. the, the joints are a little bit off. Ah. So I just need to put like two balls of green stuff there probably and just let it dry. I would pin it. Yeah, but how the fuck do you pin it with like, how do you get the pins to like go in correctly? I'm a fucking pin master, bro. Yeah, okay, don't break my shit, dude. If you can pin it, then please do. I will, I will pin the shit out of it. <laughs> Are you going to drill my dragon? Yeah. <laughs> Two bottles of wine, one beer. <laughs> no stress. Um, yeah, so welcome to the show. What yeah. we're going to talk about today, Casimir, do you know the agenda? Do you remember the agenda? The, the agenda is, uh, is a book of uh, supplements. Where is the Dark Card supplement? What's, what's it called? The Magar. Marker Khans. <laughs> Markar is a K or a G or G? It's a K. Okay, Markar Khans. Okay. I mean, I, I could understand how you're uh, mixing it up because it's obviously based on the Magyar from Hungary. Yeah, exactly. I Because I know my history very well. Yeah, so easy mistake to make when you're a historian. Yeah. <laughs> the the squeaking sound is me uh, drilling, dr- drilling like authentic into... Authentic podcasting right here. Casimir's dragon. Yeah. I'm spilling resin all over my work computer. <laughs> no stress. Let's see, are we even pinning the right thing? Yes, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. Not that drunk. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Give me a, f- a few more. Okay, so so you got, you gave me two documents. I gave like you two the, documents. The actual uh, army book. Yes. Uh, which was <laughs> pretty badly formatted in this yeah, stage, yeah, it's which is... uh, it was a it was basically me. I just copied and pasted it yeah. from the PDF, <laughs> sent you it on a word document. Yeah, but it, it's like it's very readable. But I was like, this doesn't look like the standard thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then and then like a fluff compilation you're gonna put in the scroll, I guess. Yes, exactly. So yeah. the other article that I gave you was um, one of the night scroll articles, which yeah. actually is released today. It is okay. You released the scroll I, today. I don't know if it's been released yet. It's eight thirty. Oh, okay, it's going um, to be released at least. You can probably check and tell me if it's been released. Yeah, it'll well, be on the news on the night. <laughs> on the news. Um, on CNN. So uh, this book is going to be released this month. Okay. Cool. And uh, we've been working on the background for it over the last two months. Yeah. And unfortunately, the guy that had done all of the background work on this had to leave the project because he had some real life commitments. Oh, okay. So this is the reason why it's been delayed. 
the idea was that it would be released in November, but unfortunately, we basically had to restart the whole background mm. because uh, the. Why did you have to restart? Why could Because the just... the guy the guy who had originally worked on it, um, he had some real life stuff to do. Yeah. And that meant that um, all of the background that he had kind of worked on, which was in his head, um, he hadn't written it down. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now I understand. Yeah. So it was a little, uh, it was a little unfortunate, but we had to just basically start from scratch with yeah. the background. It it was released five hours ago, actually. As okay. Well. Yeah. So so basically, we started from scratch with the background, yeah. and uh, it had to be redone. So yeah. this took a couple of months to yeah, of course, to rewrite it. Yeah, because this book has been uh, like we've been hearing about it for quite a while, I think. Yeah, we had a we had like a battle report in the scroll where. Yeah. Um, we were like showcasing it with the intent that it would be released, and then um, in the end, it it didn't it didn't get released because of this this uh, this delay. Okay. Which is annoying, but this is sometimes how it happens. Um, but now we're we're going to give you a, a, a preview, let's yeah. say, of the of the book, and hopefully it's uh, enjoyable and we can get, we can do it justice. Yeah. Hopefully. So, what was your what was your first impressions, let's say? So, uh, so I started with reading the the scroll article rather than the book. Uh, so, okay. so first of all, I was uh, so for some reason I had this uh, this picture in my mind of uh, like these African tribes when I was in when I was beginning to read it. I don't know why. So, I, so in my mind, I was very confused until I realized that it, this is actually like uh, stuff peoples and not yeah. like. Uh, like somebody in the jungle or something. Okay, why why did you think of I, Africans? I don't know because I because uh, I've been uh, looking at like these uh, barbarian moles from uh, like recent releases from Games Workshop and stuff, and uh, there's just, like just these muscular black dudes or something. And I'm like, mm, that just popped into my mind for some reason. Okay, it's like now they're on horses. <laughs> Basically, you just got muscular black dudes on your mind. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. And uh, so after you, after you got over the fact that it, it probably wasn't muscular black dudes that yeah, you were yeah, reading exactly about. Yeah, exactly. Like more short Asian person people, yeah. which is, is uh, not as hot, I have to admit. But, <laughs> I don't uh, know if they're Asian. I think they're more, um, okay. more so, like... So because that's what I thought afterwards when like I thought more about Mongols rather than... Uh, yeah, so this was this was also my my take on things. But it, mm. I, think, I think it's more based on uh, Hungarian culture, yeah. like... Slavic, Baltic, kind of yeah. uh, Hungarian Mag- Magyar peoples, if that makes sense. Yeah, so like the I, Hungarians of the Middle Ages. Yeah, but I think I I think that makes a lot of sense because I think that was to be honest more more than black dudes. This was the fact that I was confused because I was like, okay, but they're Mongols, and then I couldn't really relate the, everything to Mongol like culture and stuff because yeah. it, it probably isn't. No, exactly. So so obviously a lot of the like the. The monsters and the magic items and the characters and the special rules are more based on on uh, the the Hungarian culture rather yeah. than the Mongol culture. Mm. So um, what I think we should do is, I'm just gonna... <coughs> bless you. Um, I think we should take the the firstly we we should take the the background. Yeah. And then we should take the book. Okay. So I don't know. Do you have it handy? Yeah, I can, I can make it handy at least. Mm, cool so that. if we can just because it's quite a short document yeah definitely i could i basically managed to read it on my way over here so do you want to do you want to just take it away and i can because i actually helped write this yeah. so 
So yeah. maybe you can just uh, give me your thoughts and I can elaborate yeah. as we go. So so the story, I, I'll just go briefly over what, what the story's about. So we're following a diary of this guy called Mar- Marcel von Stirlingen. Stirlingen. Stirlingen, okay, British sounding name so all of a sudden, instead of German, <laughs> but okay. Uh, well, I, think it's, I think it's quite a German sounding name. Actually. Yeah, but when you say it, it sounds very British for you, like Sterlingen. <laughs> he sounds like he should be in the house. Sterlingen? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds like he should be... <laughs> Exactly, there you go. When you say it, it sounds like he should be in the house of Lords. He's, he's from the Empire of Sunstone. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's an ambassador to these uh, Makar people. Yes. And uh, basically we're getting his uh, diary of when he meets them. And uh, he kind of explains, uh, or like he just tells the story about like uh, moving through their camp and like uh, meeting their, uh, well, their Khan or their leader and uh, then getting some guy to show some like different parts of uh, of the camp. And it, it's, a, it's a lot of like, uh, uh, you know, like a menagerie of uh, seeing uh, the different units, I felt like, that are going to be part of, uh, of the supplement. Yeah, that's, this, that was this kind of the idea, right? Yeah. Which is nice, but we also get some uh, quite like uh, interesting uh, small stories where he meets like people that uh, that they've captured on the way. Uh, so, for example, at, I think at one point uh, we meet this uh, we meet this Equitanian knight who's uh, or we meet not rather we meet a guy who's like called Dung Boy, and he's shoveling dung for for like these people, and then it turns out that he's actually like some baron of something Equitanian questing questing knight. And uh, I, f- I thought that part was really nice, especially the part where uh, where he says something like, uh, well, maybe like apparently this guy like suffers through his existence by drinking a lot. Uh, so maybe <laughs> I should just give him a poison bottle of wine to put him out of his misery. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he, he's kind of like a, a tragedy figure almost. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's like, uh, he's, he's been there a long time and he, he kind of understands how it is and he's just trying to, just trying to survive basically. Yeah. And that that's actually kind of indicative of the of the whole persona, I think, mm. of this this faction, is that a lot of a lot of what you can see in the in the background is is that they live in this really harsh place, and and a lot of what they do, they're just trying to survive because it's it's like it, they live in the wasteland, they live in the steppe, yeah. where there's all these like monsters and carcadans and shit like eating them all the time, and they yeah. and. And a lot of what they're trying to do is just like, they're just trying to survive because yeah. it's a harsh environment. Yeah, they definitely come off as sounding very like hardy rather than uh, like evil per se or something like that. So he, he meets the he meets the markers and he's like going to see the, the Khan. Yeah. And um, and he's given this guide called, mm. what's his name? Oh, it's like very weird. Uh, Mun, Munkach. Yeah, like I was uh, very unsure how to pronounce that, especially when you have like an A with a... I think it. I think it's. I think stuff. it's moon catch. Okay, so you have like a pause. Moon catch. Oh, yeah. because yeah, yeah. the the sea in like uh, Eastern European is like a soft sea. Uh, I think. Okay. Yeah, that does sound reasonable. Yeah. So um, yeah, he he's kind of a character, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like you know, and I guess you in him you see the reflection of like how these people treat these uh, different parts of their tribe. Yeah, like you know, like it's when they approach the um, uh, the tent of the sorcerers, he's like you know superstitious and this kind of stuff, and like uh, you hear like you hear some of the the players hunting beasts in the dark and uh, this kind of stuff, and he's also scared and this kind of, and uh, similar things, and I don't know if I'm j- jumping ahead, but I thought that was actually quite uh, a cool part of the story because uh, flares in Wars of Dark Gods were I guess when we did that uh, review they seemed yeah. like pretty like a shit part of the book to be honest yeah 
But here they they have like a little bit more character, I think, because yeah. like so so the role of the players in the Markars is that they're like the truly wild men who uh, like aren't really satisfied with like riding or uh, herding horses and cows and shit. So they just like they fucking herd carcadans and yeah. other beasts and big monsters and chimeras and shit. Yeah, which is uh, I thought that was actually quite cool. Right, and also right, the fact, right. yeah, <laughs> there you go, ego ego boost, stroking it for you, Henry. <laughs> but. Um, uh let's see uh, uh yeah we could also the fact that they're they're actually were riding like shadow chasers and stuff yeah. in the book instead so, of like some so weird just, just to take demon. you just to take you back a little bit oh, okay. so what what's the what's the first what's the first kind of uh, unit or thing that that this chap meets it's a it's a gu gu gula G-Y-U-L-A. Yeah. I don't know. Gula? Yeah. So this is the, this is like the general kind of figure, right? Is that the Khan, right? He meets the Khan. And he has one eye and he seems really grumpy. He's a bit of a warrior, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it says that they must be gifted leaders, skilled in war as they are, and holding together factious elements of our people. It's no easy task and many fail. For their weakness, they die to the usurper's blade or the enemy's spear. We do not mourn their passing. So, it's kind of, they're quite, like, pragmatic culture. Yeah. They're like, okay. well, if they die, then they die. And that's just how it is. They weren't good enough, so yeah. they're going to die. And that, and that's kind of their, like, MO, is is that... But does this breed assassination and this kind of stuff or not? So sorry. So like, uh, I mean, when you see this kind of elements pop up in other types of cultures, and especially in fantasy things, it's it, a lot of times it's connected to, like, oh, that they're ruthless and that they just like, you know, they assassinate each other or so on. And if he dies to assassination, then he wasn't fit to lead or something like that. But yeah, I I think that's kind that of the that's element? kind of the impression, right? Yeah, exactly. Is that an element here as well? Yeah, I I think I think. Um... Let me just concentrate a little. Yeah, I mean, this is this is sadly the the issue I had when I was thinking about pinning it. No, it's it's good now. John Henry fixing my hobby problems. Yeah, look at that. Just fucking look at those. Look at those like flush pins. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> I, I like it. To be honest, I don't get it how you do it so smoothly. Like for me, that that's this that, is like, like this that's is what tries. Two bottles of wine, <laughs> and it look. Uh, it's like I don't even I, I'm like shaking it upside down not even I'm touching a, the model that's me obviously very scared and I'm like so confident because I've done it so well <laughs> I'm the fucking pin master bro I told you wow yeah, you're just good at drilling things <laughs> uh, that's what she said <laughs> this is exactly the thing it's been going through my mind constantly oh fuck the dragon's pressing buttons on my keyboard. <laughs> um, yeah, so so this is the first chap he meets, and yeah. then he kind of passes him over to this guide. Yeah, exactly. And um, and where where does he what what's the first uh, like let's say first like unit choice that he he kind of meets? He encounters the shamans or the shaman the enari. 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 Okay. I I I say enari, but I'm not sure if that's. Exactly. We should release like an audio file of yeah. uh, Scottish Knight pronouncing shit. <laughs> I think maybe they could just do it on the Scottish podcast. <laughs> but but yeah. So uh, so what what did you think about the description of the Inari? I mean, you don't really see them, right? You just see like they're like outside his tent, and they smell like blood and uh, incense and this kind of stuff. And they, this guide seems scared of them. Yeah. So 
like if I'm honest, I didn't get like much of an impression from this. Like but, more but than you, more did, than like you, of course. But he was kind of like because he's like the what's the personality of the guide? So he, yeah, he's like a typical kind of um, like arrogant character type, right? Yeah. And he's like a little afraid of this uh, Inari. Yeah, exactly. You could tell, for example, the fact that he. Uh, like when he leaves the tent, he doesn't like turn and walk away. He like backs away. Yeah, it's some so kind it's of like deference. whether it's like religious reference or just superstition. Yeah, they have this. Um... I mean, in the knife age, I wouldn't call that superstition though, right? If it's a fucking magician. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so obviously, the the Inari have some kind of power in the yeah in the in, in the like world the of the marker. Or... Yeah. Yeah, like in the hier- like hi- hierarchy, I guess, of the yeah. clan. And. Um... I I think it's actually quite an interesting unit choice as well, but we'll get to that when okay. we when we when we start on the sure. on the book. So so what's the next uh, the next place that the the, the so, Matthias so he visits? meets like a well he uh, meets uh, I guess a child who uh, like uh, is supposed to be herding sheep, but I think the idea here is that you get introduced to uh, like the dogs yeah. uh, or the hunting dogs or I don't know if they call them something else it's a uh, i think they're called wolfhounds yeah like fighting uh wolves or something yeah uh yeah wolfhounds that uh, uh and this that this child is uh, keeping to herd the um uh, well herd all, all the sheep and cows and so on yeah and um and and it's quite interesting because the they said that they're like the young the young kids uh they're entrusted to guard the herds and like the death of the herds is like yeah. the death of the people, yeah. Because obviously that's what they use to like sustain themselves. Yeah, and this, but here I felt like a lot of it. Then suddenly I was like, this feels Mongol again, yeah. Right? yeah. Because this, this I, I agree. A lot I that. agree. I mean, obviously it's it's to an extent it's like a bit of both. Um, but but obviously it's it's aimed at being like a Magyar thing rather yeah, than yeah. a Mongol thing. But and I guess I mean the step, two step the two people's... the two cultures, yeah, yeah, they're quite similar. Yeah. So, um, to to aid the kids on like keeping the the herds at night, they they have these like dogs that are really fierce, mm. and I mean from my experience in Mongolia, the yeah. dogs are like fucking brave as fuck. Yeah, like <laughs> the the dogs in Mongolia. Um, Can you give some like examples? Yeah, yeah, look, yeah, for sure. Like, um, so so the dogs in Mongolia, even even though you might be riding past someone's gear, yeah, like a tent. And the dogs will come out and like bark at you. They'll be like really aggressive. Like, yeah. what? Well, who the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> yes. rrr, rrr, like and you're on horses, and like obviously the horse is like a little shy from the dogs. Yeah. And, and they're big dogs, mm. and they're all like, they're like mongrel dogs. So they're none of them. They're not not pure breeds. They like, all of them are like look yeah. a little bit like a mixture between a rottweiler and a husky. Okay. So they're like big aggressive dogs. Yeah. But the the th- the thing is that the, these dogs in in Mongolia they. They're not really owned by anyone, mm. so so they they'll follow the the tents and they follow the the like the the herders as they travel over the land. Okay. But maybe one day they'll just leave, or during the winter they they'll just find find a gear, another gear, or they're like they're not they're not kind of set to one gear. They they kind of they're nomadic themselves. Okay. So even though not so the, so they might stay one season with someone and then they'll move off and yeah. find another gear and. And, and see someone else. So, so the the dogs themselves that they're, they're big enough and they're brave enough to fight off wolves in the winter because yeah. they get hunted by wolves and and they have to fight off wolves because they're like they're if if they're gonna there's like this relationship between the dogs and the people in Mongolia. Yeah. That the 
the people who tolerate the dogs and they feed them mm. kind of so long as the dogs will bark if there's a wolf or they'll yeah, chase off they the wolves their, or fulfill their purpose yeah so this is kind of relationship between these like semi nomadic dogs that go from from gear to gear and like family to family then maybe they're not settled in one family but they'll just find a new family or okay. So basically, like they're almost like fucking cats are here in Europe. Yeah, yeah, similar, similar yeah. in that in that respect that they're not. Except that they actually fulfill a purpose, I guess. Yeah, yeah. they're not like tied to yeah. to uh, to a family. Like they don't, they're not owned by anyone. Mm. They just kind of follow follow the herds in the step, and if they if they fancy going to another herd, they'll just go to another herd, and and they'll be welcomed by the pe- by the the herders because another dog is another dog that's keeping the wolves away and, yeah. and in the winter and and yeah but they're, they're fucking tough animals because they have to fight off these yeah, these yeah. wolves and 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 they have to they have to be able to survive in the winter on their own when they mm. when the herders uh not get feeding them and yeah and, and things like this so they're actually really really fucking tough animals and yeah. and and i think this is kind of written into this yeah at least like, i tried to write it into this when i, <laughs> when I uh, added to it yeah i mean i i love i like because some of you might not know but henry is like a fucking absolute dog person and you know this, by this part is probably the longest description of the podcast <laughs> we when, when we were uh, when i was in mongolia we had um we were riding out there for like two weeks mm. And there was just the, this dog joined us one day. Yeah. Like we didn't really know where it's come from, but mm. it just joined us, and it and it was tolerated because it was like a cute dog, and yeah. and it, obviously we're we're tourists, so it was yeah, like oh it's like a dog, yeah. so <laughs> so it adds to the experience, and we obviously fed it from the scraps yeah. from the table, and 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 that was like a really interesting experience because it it kind of showed how how it works in Mongolia. Yeah. So this dog just joined us. It just appeared one day. Yeah. And was like, oh, I'm with you guys now. Mm. And we tolerated it, so it stayed, and it fed, It got fed, so it stayed. Yeah. And and at the end of the trip, it, we, like, we, we, we basically, we drove three days out into the steppes of Mongolia. Mm. And then we rode for two weeks on, like, a riding trip. Yeah. And then we flew back to this capital. Mm. So, the the horses and the herds, they they left us on the last day because we were going we were taking a plane yeah. back right, but the dog stayed wanted to stay with us yeah and we were like no 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 go with the go with the horses yeah but it was so used to being with us that it wanted to stay with us because obviously that's yeah. where it gets fed yeah and it took us like a long time to like drive the dog off yeah so we had to like throw rocks at it and stuff oh, until shit. it until wow. it like went with the horses so how did that feel for you <laughs> like it was it was a little heartbreaking because yeah. obviously we had this connection with <laughs> yeah. this dog and uh, if you look at any of my photos from Mongolia, this is like the most fucking photogenic dog i've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life for some reason um but yeah yeah so it was it was a little hard but the mm. dog kind of understood okay i need to go with the horses yeah so so that was like an example of how it just kind of goes from one family to another yeah. and 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 that just kind of shows how how it works in mongolia cool so you definitely did get like a good tourist experience oh yeah fuck yeah, yeah. it was amazing <laughs> Yeah. So so now you moving on. And now you get to after my digression about Mongolian dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You can send me emails if you want, and I'll tell you all sorts of stuff. Yeah, it's a cool one. <laughs> uh, so, actually, a really interesting thing. Yeah. What, just like a side point. Yeah. So, when you went for a pee in the camp, yeah. the dog would come and pee on your pee. Because <laughs> it was like marking its territory. It's yeah. like, I'm the man. <laughs> so, you'd like, walk up, you. you'd like walk off and find a tree and have a pee. Yeah. And the dog would like follow you and then just like pee on top. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking badass. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, so, actually, about this, uh, I was to have an English question for you. Like, when, when you write a fearful beast, then you, like, does that mean that that, that beast is scary in itself? Because, like, because... I would say it's the opposite. I would say it's yeah, afraid. Okay, because it says, like, because here it says, for example, oh, the steppe harbors many fearful beasts. As children, we learn that of these terrors. And I, I also thought it was like you. It's like the opposite, right? So this, yeah. this doesn't make sense. I mean, in, in this context, you yeah. understand what it means. Yeah, definitely. The, but, but... If you're being like pedantic, you say maybe that's not the right. No, no I just right, like, like I, just, I was just very pronoun. confused by reading it. That was why, because I thought that that meant that that beast was scared instead yeah. of like. So a, yeah, it's maybe not the right adjective. Like yeah. it normally, if if I say oh, I'm a bit fearful, I, yeah. I'd be like I'm a bit afraid. Yeah, right. But in this case, I think it's like an archaic. Oh, okay. So like, it's like old construction. Yeah, maybe yeah. I think it's it's meant to sound a little archaic. So in this case, ah, okay. it's. You, I mean, you understand what it means. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I was just at this because, uh, yeah. like, you know, you're an English person. Yeah. And using you. I didn't write that sentence. Gloves <laughs> 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 been <Yeah>. prone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then we need the the Equitanian uh, knight. Yeah. Shoveling horse dung. So yeah, he's he's uh, shoveling uh, poop for the <laughs> for the markers, and obviously yeah. he's like a second class citizen. Yeah. So obviously they they see themselves as like the predominant species and yeah. and the, the outsiders are like a second class citizen. Yeah. And and this is actually indicative in the rules as well as mm. as we will see. Yeah, cuz cuz he tells this story about uh, how he was overrun by uh, like by their army, but he says there's something about along the lines that they like they were preparing for the horsemen, so they had dug ditches and shit to uh, like you know to make the horses stumble. Yeah. But then instead they were overrun by these foot guys called Tamir vassals. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck are Tamir? And uh, like these guys don't fight on foot at all, the Makar, or so everybody no. is on foot. Is yeah. Like so something so else. so the Makar, they're all mounted, obviously okay. because they're like a horse tribe. Yeah. Right. But then they have these uh, Tamir vassals, which are like the tribes on the outskirts of the the. Okay, so they're also territory. still kind of step tribes. Yeah, they're step tribes, but they're not horse tribes. Yeah. They're more settled, and they they okay. don't have they fight on foot, so they employ these vassals. Yeah. To do their like infantry work for them. Okay. So. So it kind of shows you like a bit of the culture and the yeah. social politics of the steppe that these there's these like second class yeah. tribes that the market kind of employ or yeah. in, excuse me like enslave. Yeah. So would you say that these tribes are higher or lower status than like for example this knights that they've captured? Um, I would say that I th I would say that the marker view themselves as the ultimate, and yeah. everything else is below. Okay, so it's, there's more like it's not that stratified. It's more no. like above and below. Yeah, it's yeah. like, are you one of us or are you not? Ah, yeah. And if if you're not, then then you're like a slave or yeah. you're nothing. Nice. So this this is actually a baron apparently. So he's a yeah. once, once a questing knight, now a dung shoveler. <laughs> Yeah, I like the stories. Yeah, so so it's a nice little uh, nod to uh, to some some place in yeah. in the in Equitane. But but I also I love the like so w the fact that I really like in this story is the reflection of the Equitanian culture where this like guy from the empire 
says that like uh, you know he says something like oh he tolerates his incarceration through liberal use of strong drink i promise him a bowl perhaps i should poison it and put him out of his misery <laughs> and like this is a reflection right of the fact that he in his mind is like an equitanian person would not suffer this right he yeah. would rather die so i should help him yeah i should help him he, along he the can, way he sees like the equitanian yeah. values as something bigger yeah, exactly. and the, the and fact I, that he's shoveling dung is like a yeah it's like worse than death which yeah. is it would, and i thought that was quite cool actually he he understands his misery. Yeah. So the, the next place is is actually uh, is like the elite cavalry. Yeah. So these are the the like the monkatch they... guy. He he's like intimidated intimidated by yeah. these chaps. So he's not even because I was so this here I was in the beginning I was reading it so I was unsure if this was the people who were supposed to represent like uh, the actual warriors for example that you can have in this list, or if this is still. This is the Still this like is like what I understand is like the the heavy cavalry. Okay. The marker heavy cavalry, or I'm not sure what they're called. I think they're called uh, Dacian Warmbloods or something. That, I that's think like, that's, that's the, the horses. Yeah, that's the horses. I don't yeah. know if they say it right here, but we'll get to it when we get to the list. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So so these guys ride the best horses and. Uh, and they're the most well fed, so they're yeah. really strong. So they're they're stuff. strong and tall, and they have these lances. And um and the the. The ambassador he actually like notices like how good quality the horses yeah. are and he's like oh maybe I can get a couple of these yeah and, like he's fucking greedy as fuck yeah. and the he's like oh I'm so scared walking through this camp but then suddenly he's like oh fucking horses maybe I could get two of these yeah. bad boys I'm like what and he you can actually kind of get a bit of his personality he's a yeah. bit of a dick at that because he's like oh fuck this guy maybe you could, I should just poison him and yeah. kill him <laughs> just get him out of his misery just... typical uh, empire guy I would say yeah. typical empire guy. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, Maybe I should uh, poison him and kill him. And, uh, <laughs> give him the poison. Yeah. He's not German anymore. That was French, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what's the, what's the next one? Oh, actually, another thing was quite funny with, with these horses is that like they walk up to the horses and then there's like some little kid and like this guy fucking slaps the kid in the head and the kid runs away and then he like looks at the horse and they're like there's love in his fucking eyes like this is fraternal <laughs> pride I'm like yeah there you go yeah so so the next the next kind of paragraph is about like how how they're really close to their horses yeah and how important they are like they give them everything they give them leather they give them fur they give them milk. Hmm. They they give him a sustenance in in the darkest of times. Yeah. So oh, it kind of shows like the oneness that they are with the horses. Yeah. And kind of gives that you that again like Mongolian like Hungarian yeah. kind of. Because did so did the Magyars have the same kind of thing as the Mongolians where they would like uh, drink horse blood and yeah. they, like yeah, uh, yeah. live it's, up it's, them. It's a very similar culture because okay. they actually originated in the same place. Okay. So the the Magyar. The Magyar are like an earlier Mongolian migration. Yeah. So in in the fourth century AD, you had the Huns coming to yeah. Europe, and they they were kind of pushed out of the East Asian steep, and mm. in, in step in the same way as the Mongols were as well. Yeah. So all the Turks after them as well. So they were one of the first were, horse were the tribes. Mongols pushed out. No, they. I mean, the Mongols were more of like an imperial yeah. advancement than than the Huns were kind of emigrating. Yeah, because I guess isn't that the narrative all the time that you have, like, uh, step politics in the central step that push one tribe out one yeah. step, which pushes the next yeah. tribe out. Ex- so, exactly. And then that so, one tribe so, goes to Europe, or Asia. Yeah. Or so, so the Huns were the, were the in in about the fifth century or something like that, and they kind of entered mm. into the Roman Empire, the late Roman yeah. Empire, and and caused a lot of problems for the Romans. Yeah. And then they settled in Hungary, and that's why Hungary is called Hungary, because 
it's like the land of the Huns. Oh, yeah. And and the Magyar are kind of the who, who inherited this culture and, yeah. and land in, in the Middle Ages. Mm. And and that's what the marker are based on. And obviously there's some influence with the Mongols yeah, as well course. because it kind Which of makes sense. Comes into the same yeah. into the same um area. But in, in general you should think of the marker yeah. as an extension of the Hungarians rather than the Mongols. Yeah. Um and, and and this paragraph is kind of just elaborating on the on the way that the horse archers yeah. is, is how they're one with the horses and how it's yeah, really exactly. important for them. Yeah, and like it feels like this is the you know the bread and butter of this yeah. army essentially. Yeah. And so so the next place this is what you were talking about with the yeah, flares. Exactly. So they hear like strange noises from out of the darkness and uh, like again this uh, mooncatch guy looks like you know he looks scared or or like it says something like he looks as happy as me uh, that we don't know what's going out in the on in the darkness. <laughs> And they talk about that these, uh, like these, uh, these flares are uh, are the part of a uh, like a Makar people who are like not you know not satisfied with hurting normal things that they want like bigger beasts to tame, and if like the more unruly or more dangerous like the uh, more prestigious it is to mm. actually be able to tame them. So that they're like trying to herd like yeah. Chimera and Turul and Karkadan. What is and a Turul? A Turul is like a griffin. Okay. It's like in in uh, Hungarian culture, it's yeah. like a mythical beast. Yeah. And we can get to that as well. Okay. So yeah, the more the more dangerous the herd, the more prestigious. Mm. So and they and to control these, like beasts, they need like the fastest horses. Yeah. So they ride these shadow chasers, which are familiar in the Warriors of the Dark Gods. Yeah. They're these like. Uh, so that's like the character mounts and this kind of stuff, right? Well, I think I think the characters can mount different stuff. They can have like war horse or no, a sh- no, or no, a shadow but I chaser. Mean, uh, in the warriors book, I think if you buy a like you can buy a, a, a karkadan war- or a shadow chaser, isn't it or something? I think you can get a war horse as well. Okay. Like the shadow- Maybe it's barbarians, like because the shadow chaser gives you like a something extra, right? Yeah, the shadow chaser I think is like the the advanced ten uh, light, yeah, light yeah, troops super one, fast one yeah. whereas the war horse is like advanced eight or seven. Yeah, and gives you extra armor. So this is like the super fast horses. Yeah. Um. So they use these horses because they can like dart in and out of the carcadans and yeah. like herd them a lot easier, and that that kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, of course. And, and and the Matthias, he's a bit like afraid of these because obviously like it's very dangerous to herd Feldrax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably not the the smartest move. Yeah, so. I don't know. Does it say here? Oh yeah, does it even Feldrax? I think that's that is fucking that is a lot of fun because. Feldrax are kind of portrayed as being sentient, right? In, yeah, yeah. in the Warriors book. And then these guys are just like, I'll oh, fuck them with their beasts. Yeah, yeah, they're just like whipping them and yeah. shit and, and herding them. and <laughs> Yeah, so, so and, yeah, and, and they, these guys want to herd fucking everything. Yeah. So, and, and it's a bit a little, they're like a little like edgy, like a bit dark and. and <laughs> the uh, emo something. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Because they ride black horses yeah, and yeah. they have black hair. And they're, they're obviously like. They have this this uh, desire to show prestige. I mean, you, yeah. you don't actually hear too much about them, so they're no. a little bit dark. Yeah. But at the same time, um, you definitely get a feeling for them. Like in, when I read this, I was like, okay, now, now I accept this unit entry. Like this, yeah. this, this feels like. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that you yeah. <laughs> that you uh, enjoyed that one. So um, the next one is um, let's see. Oh yeah, they meet uh, the Sergeant J G G J G Holtz of the Seventh Ulberg Writers, 
and he's uh, a bit drunk, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, like he's there. Is it? He's like their guy, a guide for the tribe. Is that something like that? He's being like, is this the guy who's being serviced by like people, like a couple of women or something? I'm not sure. I think he's like. No, no. He said says like he's emanating from a small group of Makar women. Women. Uh, they the fellow clearly seems to enjoying himself and is obviously drunk. <laughs> yeah, so, he, I think I think he's like a, a scout or something. that's yeah. like just ended up in this camp. He's like, oh fuck. Yeah, but it's, they seem to use him to like you know know the land of the empire and yeah. like where should you go? What are these cities? This yeah. kind of stuff. So um, yeah, he's kind of like talking about his experiences. Yeah, and this this one I was a little bit confused about until I read the rules because he says like uh, you know oh I killed everything in my time with my fucking pistols and shit and then he says something like oh the, but this chariot it was the worst thing I've ever faced like four people on in the chariot and they were riding horses on the chariot as yeah. well it's really weird and I'm like that does sound really weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's basically the in the rules it's like a chariot that's yeah. ridden so it's like a chariot yeah with two guys in the chariot and two guys riding the horses yeah so. Which I am really unsure. Does would that look good in a mall? I have no idea. I'm like, not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I, I really like when I read the rules. I really like the rules. It seems it's interesting mechanically entry, right? cool yeah. to play. So it's like a warrior chariot with some extra yeah. guys. It's very so for me as playing Undying Dynasties. This is very similar mechanically when we get the rules as just playing chariots and Undying Dynasties, yeah. but more mobile. Because you could give them like vanguard and shit as well, right? And uh, like you got three in the unit, and they have four guys in each one, which is very similar to to the um, yeah, uh, undying dynasties ones, except there it's like two guys with lot four attacks. Yeah. And stuff, so. Yeah. So so I think I think it, I think it's a little difficult to kind of write this into the background because yeah. it's just like a chariot. Yeah. So so the way that the way that we've done it is that we, kind of. But I, yeah, I like the fact that you didn't like didn't spend too much time on it because that was that I think that's been an issue with one of the weak some of the weaker fluff points in the the other books has been like okay we have this thing which we don't really have like a, you know good way of describing so we're just gonna write a really long like not long but like a you know paragraph or two about like oh look at these guys destroying this regiment of guys and you're like okay <laughs> that was um, a little bit of the demons book right yeah yeah it's okay well, i think there's like one or two entries in demons book and, and one or two entries in the words of dark gods book which yeah. is like that i think specifically actually the chariots in the words of dark gods book is like that just yeah. like oh they kill things you're like yeah so it's, it's a little bit nice. like elaborated on it yeah so here here's nice because it's actually he, there's just like a sentence about the chariots and then the rest is like this drunken asshole basically yeah so so then so the kind of the at this point the tour is over for Matthias and he's yeah. like taken back to the tent, and then he he's at this like the 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 I'm gonna say Goyla's tent. Yeah, like the Khan's tent. Yeah, the, we could say. yeah, the the leader of the markers. Yeah, and um, so it's Goyla. Is that a like a a person's name or a title? It's a title. Okay. So I'm I'm guessing it means like duke or king yeah, or yeah. baron or lord or warlord or something in yeah, Hungarian yeah. in marker language. Yeah. So so he's like sitting in this tent and he's like watching the entertainment, having a drink, and then he kind of catches the eye of a small chest and load of parchments. Yeah. And he gets a bit curious, so he starts to read them. Mm. And then and then he like the first one he picks out is written in dried blood. Yeah. Nice. And uh, this is one that I wrote, so I want you to read it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it talks about uh, these uh, Turo, which again, like now I know they're uh, griffins. And I, like, so it's a it's a detail about somebody who's uh, trying to to like catch or collect the eggs of these beasts so they can be tamed. I'm guessing. And yeah, it's and exactly. Then, and then he's uh, talking exactly. about. Exactly. I will tell you the story about it after. <laughs> he's talking about like how it's. Uh, 
like this guy who's writing the parchment is talking about like how difficult it is to actually like uh, get the eggs because the, these like every time you get close these like birds or, or beasts come out of nowhere and attack you uh, so like almost like they have a sixth sense of you being yeah. close uh, yeah and I think yeah it doesn't really oh yeah he, I, no, they're actually, they are actually described uh, so they say that the hindquarters of a mountain lion and the claws head and wings of a giant hawk uh, which is sounds uh, yeah Sounds yeah. very pretty cool. Like yeah. So, so from my experience in Mongolia, um, I learned a lot about eagle hunting because mm-hmm. it's a, it's like a national sport in Mongolia. So wait, they hunt eagles just for just no. For they fun, they or? use eagles. Use, oh, to eagles hunt. Okay, to hunt. I was like, what? <laughs> Why do you hunt so, eagles? So, so the way that they tame an eagle is they obviously need to cat. They need to have an eagle from when it's a young yeah. eagle. Yeah, so it like kind of uh, bonds with you. I yeah, guess. exactly. So it's it's not afraid of humans. Yeah, that's the idea. The way that they like train eagles, like yeah. if you want to listen, if you want to know a bit more about this, yeah. you can actually listen to my other podcast. Wait, which... you've released your other podcast? No, but I've almost I'm almost ready to release Ooh. my other podcast. <laughs> so you can actually listen to my whole episode about my trip to Mongolia. Yeah. Um, Is it a monologue or who are you? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, and I will go into more detail about eagle hunting yeah so the way that they actually tame eagles is that they climb down from the mountain they find an eagle nest yeah and then they climb the mountain and then they wait for the eagle mother to fly off yeah and when she's off they climb down steal the eggs and then they hatch the eggs themselves yeah so this was kind of a a nod to that yeah so obviously this this guy is trying to get some eggs for his master yeah whether that's so that the master can raise the eagles or, yeah, or use the eat eggs them or, or eat them or yeah. whatever, we don't know. But his his task is to get the the toral eggs. Yeah. So I kind of equated this with like the, the Mongol tradition of yeah. eagle hunting. Mm. So maybe this guy is trying to like tame a toral or yeah. put it in the menagerie in the Empire of Sonsal. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, you could probably sell this, these for a yeah. lot, right? Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah. So but I think that works really well because I think isn't this in general like beyond eagle uh, taming or or whatever it's how you tame wild beasts is to do exactly this right yeah so well because what I've read about in general about beasts we haven't been able as humans to tame in general yet is that like some you know some animals have this thing because they're herd animals or pack animals like wolves or dogs where you can get them to recognize you as part of a pack and you can actually tame them when they're adults or yeah. like actually hatch but other truly wild animals you can only tame in this way by them essentially thinking that you're you're their mother uh, yeah especially especially animals that are not pack animals yeah pack animals are much easier to tame yeah but animals that are like hunting on their own for example eagles yeah then they're very difficult to to tame unless you yeah. get them from a young age yeah and i think i read i don't remember where i read this but i read something like there was some guy who was like yeah basically like humans have been have been trying to tame everything that's ever lived on the planet and the things that we've been able to tame is what's possible and the other ones are just like fucking dogs and horses yeah it's like cows both both pack animals yeah yeah but like if you think about it like cows and i mean like cats are not really tamed i guess but a bit and this kind of stuff so like but but there's a lot of things yeah cats yeah yeah i mean close enough chickens yeah yeah, chicken i mean any any kind of farm animal is essentially chicken chickens is like a pack animal as well yeah 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 anyway so we digress Tangent. we digress so so this this was inspired by my experience in mongolia where mm. i know that they they climb down the cliffs to yeah. get the eggs yeah. then they take the eggs home and then they tame the eagles to do yeah. the hunting so that was kind of what i was 
angling at on, yeah. on this, and and I, I quite like yeah, how it I works. I think it was good. And and the idea was that the the Tural is is like a griffin, right? Yeah. So it has these like really good eyesight, hmm. and and it's flying like the guy's like waiting, and the Tural is like flying off into the distance, yeah. and he's climbing down, but it can still see him. Yeah, it's actually even though it's, you. even <laughs> though it's like gone over the horizon, it yeah. can still see him like climbing down. Yeah. So it has this like really good eyesight. <laughs> so that was kind of what I was like emphasizing. Yeah. So I I really like the next one as well because the next one is uh, so there's somebody is, he finds another parchment and somebody else is narrating it. Was it. This one. Yeah, this this one's really this one's really good. I like that you like all the ones that I did. <laughs> I'm just really stroking it today, but um, uh, let so, me just get my dick out. Of you can just suck it if you want. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, so so anyway, this uh, let's see. Well, who are they actually? He's like there's some vampire guys that are yeah. traveling. So this with this is uh, like another parchment. So yeah. he's like flicking through these documents. Yeah, and there's like some vampire guys traveling with a, a Makar guide. Yeah, and uh, they're out on the steps, and he's gonna like guide them through. And uh, then one day they're like at some uh, river or some oasis or something like that, and uh, this guy who goes out for like a piss or something, and then he sees he sees like a big beast with a big horn, and he's like, "Fuck it's a unicorn, yes!" <laughs> and he runs back to camp, and <laughs> just like, the unicorn, yes, the unicorn. <laughs> and he wakes everybody, and the guy's like, "Nah, bro, that's a that's a carcass." <laughs> and then turns around, and takes a massive poo. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dumps and like, like see you, off. <laughs> can see your fucking footprints all over the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoyed that because that seemed like it was nice to get a, I guess a, a view into like the Karkadans because in the Warriors book they were very much just like yeah oh, they're just kind of beasts you know? yeah and, and like it could be anything you so know this is like a rhino type yeah exactly something yeah. with a big ass horn yeah. essentially and uh, this 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 story this story comes from uh, actually reference to Genghis Khan okay so. If you hadn't realized, obviously, I'm very inspired by the Mongols. Yeah, but, but we, have we talked about that your uh, was a master thesis? Yeah, or? my bachelor thesis master was thesis. about Genghis Khan. So I've done a lot of reading about the Mongols, yeah. and I've read all the primary sources and stuff. And and one story that really like resonated with me was mm. a story about uh, Genghis Khan and India. Yeah. So there's a, there's a, a like a legend that says that Genghis Khan he they were gonna they were on the way to India to invade. India, yeah, and uh, he he kind of came across a rhino, yeah, and he and he and he looks at it and he he thought it was a unicorn, yeah, and he was like really superstitious. He's like, oh, this is a unicorn, this is like portentous. Yeah. So he took it as like an orgery that he shouldn't invade India. <laughs> so then he went in a different direction. And how true as a historian do you judge the story to be? <laughs> Very unlikely, it's true. But it's a nice anecdote yeah, and it, it is, inspired me inspired me with this story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is a good story. But yeah. I, I guess it's also lucky for them that it didn't invade India, right? Because it isn't that like a kind of climate where the bowstrings don't work and shit or Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's another another question. Okay. I'm not sure. So the the next one is um is about the mammoths. Mm. So, this one is is the same kind of uh, piece of parchment. Yeah, and and obviously the yeah, the guide continue on with yeah. the same guide. So the the guide the guide found it very funny that they thought it was a unicorn, mm. <laughs> the the Karkadan. and um, and I guess it's like the next day they kind of go into this gra- this valley with like a a rolling step with these like folds of grass and it's very green and 
and and they see these like big lumps in the in the grass and <laughs> yeah and, and as they get closer they're like diva like these rocks seem to be very hairy yeah they're very furry <laughs> <laughs> and uh <laughs> And then the, the guy's like, they're not rocks. <laughs> and he's like laughing again. He yeah. finds him so ignorant. Yeah. And uh, and they're actually just these like humongous mammoths that are just like covered in fur. And yeah. just, like, are they just like dozing off or something? Yeah. Like... So, uh, yeah, they're, they're like these, these big mammoths. And, mm. and apparently they're quite docile. But, yeah. but if you get them annoyed, then they get fucking crazy and yeah. like smash battle lines and... Mm. Everything. So, like, what did what did you think of uh, this story? I I, felt, I think it was really funny, but I was unsure if this like rage thing is reflected really in the rules more than that they're they're like, you know, big beasts. Yeah. Well, they're they're quite dangerous, I think. In, yeah, yeah, definitely. In the rules as well. Yeah, they seem like that unit entry seems uh, really cool. Yeah, I would say, like something that you would definitely put in. Especially since you capped on forty percent bows. You know, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> need to put in sixty percent of something. <laughs> So, uh, so the next one is, um, let's see, which is the next one? A uh, sip some, uh, liquor, I guess. Drinking um, the, the kumis. Yeah. And in, in Mongolian it's called Erek. Oh yeah. That, that I did. I think I did know that. It's quite nice actually. Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. It's like, uh, how does it taste? It tastes like fizzy milk. Okay. It's pretty good. Fizzy milk. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> I Couldn't get drunk on it, but. Like, I mean, it's not that strong, right? Yeah. It was, it's fermented milk, but it. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite like the taste. It's a little weird, yeah. but it, it I liked it. I guess also because milk has like a lot of fat and stuff is probably why it's hard to get drunk. On. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I didn't. I never really had enough. Though. Yeah. I mean, we we would pass a bowl around. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I think that if you want to drink in Mongolia, you drink vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Gen- sense, Genghis Khan vodka. Close to Russia, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh oh yeah oh yeah wait this one this one is also did you write this one uh no no but i really did like Go this one it. because because uh, of this one he's uh so he, like the guy the moon catch comes comes back and he offers him some drink and he drinks and then he suddenly hears like a rumbling sound from one of the other tents he's like what the fuck's going on there and the guy's like yeah like some step people foster relations with wandering giants of a step yeah <laughs> like <laughs> so wait a second <laughs> Like, I'm just imagining this fucking giant's getting serviced by, like, these small ladies or something. I'm like, what's going on in there? It's like rubbing his cup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, rub- I'm, like, waving two hands above yeah. my head right now. Like, in about is, a half a meter apart. Which is exactly what I was, what I was imagining. And, uh, the, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I've, been, I've been building giants for the last two days. Yeah. Do they have cocks? Ooh. Good question. Nope. No. So so to digress into my I, hobby I need section. To build one. Yeah. <laughs> to digress into my hobby section, like the like Gokin mole that I have, he has like a a back like a little skirt on his backside, yeah. which you can just rip off, obviously. And then <laughs> off again. Yeah, exactly. And then but then of course he's bare he doesn't have any cock or balls or anything because it's against worship mold. Yeah. So that is definitely what I'm gonna add. So you can like you Green know it, yeah, balls. exactly with big ass on the backside, just hanging down. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, that is so... So, so the giant. Yeah, so you get the giants in there, but you didn't get to know, like, it says stuff like, oh, how ferocious they are and stuff yeah. as well. But And they, and they actually have the, the same kind of bows that the that the marker have. Yeah. They have these, like, big um, recurve yeah, bows. Yeah, they're very close to, uh, to like, the again, the Undying Dynasty's uh, giant yeah. bows, I would say. Yeah. Except, they, so, uh, I will take it in the rules, but, like, do do these things count towards the, the shooting count? I'm not sure. Yeah, well, I guess we'll check. Yeah. 
So, so the, then, then we yeah, kind here, of here get to the end of the document. Yeah, here it kind of ends. So it says, yeah. you know, like, oh, this is a document found in this way, like, you know, found in this way, which was also quite fun because it says that it's found on two people who are like raving mad and like out in the step yeah. who didn't find their way. It's... But then when they identify themselves, the two people are like the Baron and the Sergeant yeah. that they met in the camp. And you're like, how the fuck did these people get this uh, this parchment? Like, yeah. where did the ambassador go? Yeah, it's a bit like uh, yeah. open ended, right? Yeah, exactly. So maybe the marker killed him or ate him or yeah, like or maybe I, the giant. Yeah, it's like you, know, you, you have no idea. Which I I really like that, but it's also funny that it also says that the the like they they got the parchment smuggled out in a poison bowl of wine. So maybe he did get the poison to, to the guy. But like, how, how did he get the letters? There's like a lot of questions yeah, that, which, that need to be answered exactly. almost, right? Definitely. But uh, what, was your, what was your overall opinion of the fluff? I mean, I, I, I had a hand in writing some of these yeah. little excerpts. I mean, I, I, think, I think it's good, but it's very brief. That's, that's why, like... Uh, that's I mean, obviously, saying. this is like an auxiliary book, so... Yeah. yeah, so you can't spend too much time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we, had, we had a month to work on it. And, yeah. But I think it was definitely I, what I liked is it is it was very fun definitely this this fluff like uh, like it was uh, it was a bit lighter I think than some of the other things yeah. we've had so far. Okay. It's definitely nice when you don't have this because like when you have to compress it in this kind of a uh, short form it doesn't work as well to go into like this like heavy depth and and so on because yeah. you don't have time to like build the scene so then it it, it this this mode is better I think. Mm. Okay, so. So I think we should now go towards the the marker book. Yeah. And just quickly, if we can, just give an overview of what we think and mm. and how we think that the obviously it's an it's a auxiliary book. So we should just kind of yeah see what gonna... we think and and look at the unit entries, see how how interesting we think they are. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it it's uh, it doesn't have that many unit entries. No. So I think it's gonna. Be and and some of them are as as in the Ostlander book, they're just like duplicates from yeah. other other entries. So what I found interesting uh, overall is that there is actually an Ost in the Ostlander book. It's a lot of like everything is from uh, Warriors of the Dark Gods, yeah. except for maybe the trolls. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Have to mention the trolls. <laughs> uh, so. no, that's, if you're playing Ninth Age Bingo. <laughs> yeah, no, but anyway, uh, here it actually has like a lot of other like books rolled into this, like in some items and some unit entries and stuff, which I I thought was uh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, the universal rules. Yeah. Marker battle fever. So this is essentially exactly like normal battle fever that yeah. you reroll uh, the charge rolls of one, but the yeah. difference is that you get devastating charge, fearless, and hard target. So if I'm correct, right, then say the hard target is only against shooting. Yeah. So this means that you, if you stand and shoot against these guys, yeah. you basically don't hit them. Exactly. And, and they can't flee from the... Like, they, you know, if you shoot them while they, you charge, and, they're and not they going to panic. take a panic test, they don't... Yeah, so because they're fearless. But they yeah. also ignore fear from, like, undead and this kind of stuff as well, which yeah. is, or monsters, which yeah. is good. I, I think it's quite, uh, like, characterful as well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So then the next one, which is, uh, I think this one is definitely, I guess, a very faction-defining rule, which is called yeah. Parting Shot. Yeah. So immediately before declaring a flee charge reaction, a model may declare and perform a stand-and-shoot charge reaction. The roll for the flee distance of the first flee move, following the stand-and-shoot charge reaction of a unit containing at least one more with a used marker shot, is subject to minimize roll. So basically, yeah. you can stand-and-shoot, and flee at the same time. And flee at the same time. But you get a minimized roll on the flee distance. Yeah. But you get one shot. 
yeah. with the flea. And I think that's really cool. I think yeah, it's it really is, cool. It's cool. I'm unsure how it will work like in the game because of the minimized role. Like, because you, uh, you will... I guess... If you're cavalry, it doesn't really matter, right? Because you still get... So it's minimized and maximized. So you're, ro- you're rolling four dice and taking... Or do you, don't you just roll two dice? Don't they, like, cancel each other? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you, just you just roll, roll a normal roll one, dice, which yeah. is fine. Like, it, I guess this this thing would be bad on infantry because then you would yeah. roll three and take the two lows. But yeah. on, on cavalry, is fine. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, I mean, every now and again, you roll a double one. Or yeah. Or but but I, I understand that they have to put in some kind of... But um, I think it's really character. I think it's really characterful. Yeah. So this is... Because this is what... It, so... Now when we got the rules, like, what, I, what I've always wanted to do is to buy the Fireforge Mongol Malls. Because if... We did it. Uh, did you see the, uh, the scroll article we did? Uh, I don't remember. Maybe? No, I don't think so. I think so. it was the, the issue that we yeah. did the, the marker battle report. Okay. We had a showcase for the yeah. Mongol uh, models. And somebody... Okay, I think I must have missed this. you got to read the yeah. scroll article. I've been reading the recent ones, but I, I think I missed some of the, the early ones. It was but, like two issues ago. Yeah. No excuse. Oh. No, but but I would definitely love to do that because ever since they released them all, so I would like. So, so I, now, I'd love now to you're actually these. actually collecting Warriors of the Dark. Yeah, exactly. Is, so, are you considering these? Yeah, I am definitely because I like I've always loved the idea of, of getting those models, but I had yeah. nothing which I could play them as. Yeah. So, but whereas because there was nothing like this rule which made it like feasible to have this kind of fast cav army which yeah. like the damage through uh, shooting bows and shit. Uh, the thing I wanted to ask you mechanically is so normally you would only get to declare one stamina shoot action but if, if with this rule could you technically for example have a unit which gets charged by one thing you say no, okay no, I'm just no, going to no, no, no. so the role for the flea distance of the first flea move following the start stamina shoot reaction yeah yeah, but no, what I mean what I mean is not fleeing twice. What I mean is that you have a unit which stands there, it gets charged, you say stand and shoot, but not flee, and then a second unit charge you and you, you say can only stand and shoot stand, and You flee. can only stand and shoot once. Okay, so you can't circumvent yeah, it. You okay. can only stand and shoot once. Okay. Sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I Otherwise don't... Seagull would be fucking broken. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So so the next one, the recurve bow. Yeah, so this is a, I guess a little bit Sylvan Elfy, where it's, except for so again it has like a, it has quick to fire in general, but also it gives you a bonus on short range, so you get plus one to hit and plus one armor penetration. Yeah. So this is also feels very fluffy in the sense that you I mean if you're close it gets more devastating. Yeah. And a lot of these units actually hit quite well, so you're gonna hit like on twos or threes for a lot of things. I yeah. Think. And then the extra AP is gonna be really nice. Yeah. So exactly. the AP one. Yeah. Which when, may I mean that does make a big difference. Yeah, it does when you have a lot of shots. Yeah. And uh, and obviously this is like a staple for a lot of the units in yeah. the army, and I especially mean, the horse. Actions. I I think everybody who gets a bow gets this. Yeah, I think right? I think so as yeah. well. So the next one is the marker lance, and that's a combat weapon, and uh, they get fighting extra rank. Yeah. And you cannot use a shield, so it's like a two-handed lance. Mm. So you get plus two strength when you charge, and you get fighting extra rank. Yeah. So, I mean, what I get from this is that if you're going to take, a, like, a Lancer regiment, you're going to have to use... Like, 15 a, like a, models. Yeah, like, a deep one. Yeah. You, you can't, like, you can't get a... Like, it's not a good idea to get a small unit to just get the Lance attacks because you're not going to have a shield, and then you're going to have no. a shitty armor save. So, you, yeah. you want to have a big unit. So, you can already tell that the, these are kind of, like, heavy, light cavalry. Like, they're yeah. not going to have a high armor save, but they're going to hit pretty hard. Yeah. And that's... I think that's quite cool as well. It's, like, a little different. Yeah, definitely. So so the next one is the hereditary spell. Yeah, so I so this spell is essentially you what you're doing is you're essentially placing tr- terrain. So it's called Breath of the Step 
And it has a, it's a ground spell, so that means that you pick a point on the on the battlefield, you place something there, and you basically place a three inch template, which is called a tornado marker, and uh, that thing uh, gives soft cover on the uh, like lower version, and then on the power, more powerful version, it gives hard cover, and then when you go through it, it causes dangerous train one on the on the lower version, and dangerous train three on the higher version. <laughs> three which is, is pretty fucking insane. Yeah. And then the the fucking kicker right here is that you take these tests even if you have Strider. Yeah, and that is that is pretty powerful. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so I think this is like a really cool uh, spell. Like, yeah. if you're playing Silver Elves, it would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a it's like a break the spirit almost. But yeah, if you, you... Put, if you're playing on Dynasty with chariots, this is also like you should put this in front of chariot units. Yeah. Like, fuck you, yeah. you're not gonna charge. And it, and it's quite low casting value, and and I mean yeah, the range the range is interesting. Like yeah, so the lower version it's is six plus and range thirty six, so which is great anywhere. But I think this the other version yeah, is a little short range. Yeah, it's only twelve inches. Yeah, I'm not which, I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're ever gonna. I don't it, think you're ever gonna cast this. It it's like if you have if you have your mage in a fighting unit and you're in combat. And then you might put this somewhere to like uh, you know deter somebody yeah. counter charging. If, if if I was gonna suggest a change mm. to this, I would say make it twenty four inches, make yeah. it DT two, not three. Yeah. yeah, that would be more reasonable. I think. Yeah, because twelve inches is you're never gonna wanna you're never gonna no. be in a situation that you actually wanna cast. Yeah, out. because when you're in combat, usually you cast combat buffs, right? Yeah. And like if somebody really needs to charge you, they'll they're gonna take do it the, anyway. The they're just gonna take it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So because it doesn't count the combat resolution. I, th- I think it's quite. Is it? Is it? Do you think it's characterful of the army? Yeah. This okay. So uh, let's see what which which book series is this? So there's a fantasy book series where, fuck oh. Uh, Oh, uh, anyway, it's 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 quite famous. But anyway, they have this like step people who are called like uh, who are very like uh, very much connected to the wind and like tornadoes and so uh, like in this kind of tornadoes and so on. And like this gave me that that image. But I like right now I don't remember okay. the book of uh, yeah. The book I, I think it's quite cool. Is like you can like imagine yeah. like the Inari like <laughs> and, like breathing. It's like tornado yeah. like and uh, I mean at least. I like obviously we we're talking a lot about like Mongolian culture because I'm I have a lot of yeah um, I mean you've been there you studied I've, it yeah so. I've, I've studied it a lot and and uh, and and everything so I'm I'm relating to that a lot I mean I know that the this army is not related to Mongolian culture per se yeah but at least in Mongolian culture like the spirits of the wind are very actually quite important in their culture and yeah for example like if you you're not allowed to whistle inside a tent. Okay. Because it it wow. will anger the the wind spirit, and oh, you, okay. and then you have a wind spirit inside a tent, and that's quite dangerous. And I I know, I know that these kind of things are are very important for their culture as well. Yeah. So, but but I think at the same time this is pretty cool, uh, cool spell, and and it could be quite useful, especially in an army that's quite maneuverable and and avoidance with all the light cavalry. Just to do you want a drink or something? Uh yeah, we've run out of wine, but I what what Did I wanted like to. Yeah, it was really nice. So what I wanted to say is that uh, this... Um, Moldovan, if you want to buy uh, some more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get in touch. No, but uh, what I wanted to say is that if I, I found the fantasy book that I was talking about. is like the Malison books. Uh, I think it's the series. Like the series is... Uh, I think that's what the series is called. But the second book, which is where this appears, is called like Dead House Gates, Malison Book of the Fallen. Good. And this is... It's quite famous, but it's like a relatively heavy fantasy book. But it has this kind of step culture and they like rise up against some empire and just like have like they have some kind of call like a shaman which like summons the like the storms and the winds uh, of death and so on and they, this really gave me that um 
uh, this uh, like this kind of image that this spell yeah cool invokes cool so um yeah do you want to get a drink yeah let's get a drink you, okay we got a choice of whiskey schnapps some kind of liquor uh let's do uh, let's do whiskey whiskey special that, equipment so here is the point where i was like oh shit this is army books i don't know because the first <laughs> thing is like Okay, so weapon enchantments, wildfire burst, see Sorinacious book. I'm like, I've never opened this book in my life. I, I don't know what that does. Yeah, me neither. I was hoping you did. So no. let's just skip it. <laughs> so if you want to know what this does, go to, go to the Sorinacious channel. Yeah, send the absolute local friendly Sorinacious player, who's probably an <laughs> asshole, but you know. <laughs> Are they normally asshole? No, I'm just like, I'm referencing like uh, Infinition stuff when, you know, Star Nations play were like Skin Cloud people and like, you know. Yeah, if they... you're playing Skin Cloud, you're probably a cunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. So, um, so anyway, uh, the next one is Symbol of Slaughter, Sea Warriors of Dark Gods book. Do you know what that does? I mean, kind of. What it does, it gives you a lot of attacks, but you are easier to hit, if I remember. So you get like plus three attacks or something, and then, but you will plus one to hit you, like. Uh, because you okay. were like in a rage, okay. I think. So okay. and it, so it's like you get attacked, but you're you lose defense. Yeah. I think. Okay. So it's it, basically they're taking a few items from from books, which yeah. makes sense to be in this army. Exactly, and then this one is really thematic, I think, because then we go to banner enchantments, and they only have uh, the wasteland torch, and this is for the Warriors Dark Gods. Book. Yeah. And I know what this foot does. So this like destroys a terrain feature and makes it into a ruin, I think. Yeah. At the beginning of the of the, the like of the game, and you can also t- it also gives you the Ruben Strider. Yeah, which has it, which is actually quite good in a cavalry army, I think. Yeah, very good. Yeah, because this is it. So these kind of items, I I have a feeling that these are a lot more powerful than what people give them credits for, because a lot of like I haven't seen this used a lot, but it is quite powerful to be able to do this actually. Yeah, I I think it's really strong. Yeah. But, but it's like and it's also really cheap it's like 25 points or something I think yeah. uh, so, so it's it, like, and you, you can, can have two it, as yeah, well you, so you, you, can, you can have like if you have two big blocks of cavalry let's say yeah. you're taking marker lances you could, with like 15 guys you could have this item and yeah. just run through the ruins and, and not worry about it yeah exactly and also and also you have like that kind of uh, option where if you make stuff a ruin for example like in the center of the board or, or like close to the center yeah. you can stand behind it and you're like oh, if you're gonna charge me you can take like danger train one and two yeah. you know and, and also and also if there's already a ruin on the table yeah then, it's then even it, better. it gives you an advantage as well yeah so so uh there's also um another there's a couple of artifacts and art armor enchantment. Yeah, so, so do you know what this armor enchantment does? The mammoth hide cloak. I know Oliver has talked about this a lot. Uh, what does this one do? I think this one gives you the minus agility. Oh yeah, it's like a frost thing. It is like yeah. armor save and minus agility. Yeah, it gives you plus one armor contacts. save and plus one agility for units in base contact. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's true, but it it is a standard size only. So let's see. Does ca- this means cavalry as well? Yes, right? but it's also models on foot only. No, no. It says replace models on foot with standard ah, size. Ah, so yes, you can uh, have it on cavalry. Yeah, which yeah. which is good because you. I don't think you're ever going to take a character in this army who's not mounted. I agree. Uh, which uh, which makes sense. Yeah. So so it's quite nice that you can have it on cavalry and and as well because the marker obviously they're humans so their agility is three four five yeah. max and. Um, Giving them this item means that they have a better chance of striking first on the charge against faster opponents. Yeah. So it's quite nice that you have this item. Yeah, exactly. It's good when if you're making, you probably like make a Death Star or something. Well, like not really a Death Star, I guess, but like a character unit. Yeah, thing. a unit with a character supporting them. Yeah. 
So, so now we come to the actual yeah, marker the special. special items. Yeah. So the artifacts. Do you want to start? Yeah. So the first one is called the Endless Plane, and it says like after determining the point zones, you uh, can place a single field feature. Which uh, is uh, 10 inches times 6 inches, which I thought was fucking insanely large. I'm just like looking at my dick right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so 10 if, inches if, by 6 inches? So, like, if it go one way, I have to make it shorter. That's, 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 that's what you're saying. Okay, interesting. I was uh, thinking like 10 inches long, 6 inches girth. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just gonna hurt, bro. It's just gonna hurt. <laughs> Not my problem. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So I I don't get this. Like, what what is the point of placing a field? Like, what does a field even do? Like it nowadays. Uh, gives you hard target. When you're in it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But but is that it? Or I mean, because it's not dangerous train, right? No. Um, yeah. So. Casimir, I gave you a fucking rule book about t- twenty minutes ago. You can have a look and see what it does. <laughs> terrain. <laughs> fields <laughs> fields are covering terrain fields contribute soft cover except for models with towering presence okay so so, so basically basically gives your soft your horses soft cover but is that really worth it for 25 points yeah but then you could just buy a wasteland torch instead on the units but that takes up a banner enchantment oh yeah maybe maybe you have something else to put on yeah, I think I think it's for twenty five points. It's okay. Yeah, I guess because artifact slots are really easy to get. Yeah, because yeah. you the, you have two on each hero. Yeah. So, I mean. But but I like I this one I was one but I was unsure but like I I, I think I it's more it's... of like a a background thing like endless plane. Yeah. You know, it gives it gives you like a field. Yeah, but what so... I would like was for example because it's endless plane is like maybe okay you replace a forest with a field or something like yeah. where you would make this into the plains or yeah. or maybe. You have something else that if, gives if, you uh, better in If the I'm place. being completely honest, it used to be you replace a terrain feature yeah. with a field. Which is, that that is fine, right? Because yeah. the old, the, this always exists in both the Wars of Dark Gods with the Ruins yeah. and in the Undying Dynasties where you replace yeah. a terrain feature so, yeah, with a I, I, I agree with you that this probably should be yeah. it. you replace, you choose one feature and you replace yeah. it with a field. But maybe you could restrict what kind of feature you replace because it, I can understand that it might be really powerful if you replace like impassable train with a field yeah. because then you're like the opponent gives you a deployment zone where you have an impassable train feature and you're like fuck you bro it's a field <laughs> and then there's no problems right yeah yeah so yeah I, I mean twenty five points is, yeah you can understand so so the next one is more interesting yeah so spirit of the herd. Model parts without harness, so riders, yeah. in the bearer's unit gain devastating charge, lightning reflexes. This seems like something you pick every time. This is sexy. Yeah. This is fucking good if you want to not have rubber lances. Yeah, exactly. So you, you have this on your any character that you put in yeah. a unit of fucking lances or and some bullshit. And you become elves. And then you become elves and get plus one to hit. Yeah. This is nice. 65 really points, good. worth everything. Yeah, I think, I think it's appropriately, without playing it, I think it's appropriately priced. Because yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's not cheap, but... But it's expensive, it's, it's expensive but it does a lot. Yeah. And the last one is a Tural Radiant Headdress. So it says only on standard size models, which is basically everything in the army yeah. anyway. And the barrier against distracting and terror. And I thought this was quite cool actually, because terror is, is much more rare nowadays than it was before. Yeah. And distracting is super powerful, especially when it's not on an armor slot. So you can have like this, or you can put this on a character who's already gets like armor and weapons from his normal shit, and then he also gets distracting and terror. Yeah. 
Which I thought was, I think so. I thought this was also something that would be quite good, actually. Yeah, I, th- I think it's pretty cool. And uh, fluff wise, it's like a big like fucking. Griffin yeah, exactly. Head. It's quite cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like it. I think uh, that's that's all of them, right? Yeah. So the army organization. So this is a uh, quite standard. It's a. Uh, it has higher core than normal because you need to have a 35% core. Yeah. But to be honest, like a lot of the things that you want are in core anyway. So yeah. I think this is not that big of an issue. Like no, your no. combat unit and your shooting units are in core. So so it's going to be fine. Yeah. And then the other only, only other, they have 35% characters, which is also not good. I don't think you're going to hit that. And uh, then you have uh, something called raining death, which is essentially... Your bow, your uh, yeah, shooting. All non-characters with a bow, recursive bow, or a giant recursive bow, of course toward uh, rating depth so I think this answers our previous question so yeah. if you put a bow on a giant it doesn't count no he does I think because it's a giant recursive bow don't you oh think? count towards yeah so yeah. yeah so the giant does count which which is a shame I think because this means that it's going to be really hard to fit a giant with a bow in yeah. if you're already I, taking all bows I, I agree but it, it kind of depends on your army like yeah, if, of course. If, if you're taking a lot of bows then it's pretty fair <laughs> yeah sure because like, they're quite good the bows yeah, <laughs> like yeah, eight plus one hit to hit and plus one AP at short yeah. range yeah I mean they, they solved this in the Undying Dynasty's book by making the bow on the giant being zero to one instead okay which but whereas in, here in this case it's zero to two, two. yeah, yeah. Uh, I th- maybe it will be be yeah, changed in, in the future but yeah. we'll I like it I love the idea of giant shooting balls that's yeah. all <laughs> <laughs> so um, the first entry is the marker <laughs> Gula. I, I don't know how you say this. Uh, like we have to get a Gula. Gula. We have Gula. to get we have to get a Hungarian person on podcast. Do you reckon we can do like Google Translate or something and it will say it for us? Maybe. I don't know. Only one way to find uh, out. Yeah, you find that out. So uh, he's essentially a barbarian chief from Warriors of Dark Gods, and then he has some additional options. So otherwise, he's very much the same. And I would say there's two things you need to like like care about for yeah. this guy. Okay. Say again. Um. I'm going to turn the, the computer up. Eula. Eula. So it's like Eula. a J. Yeah, so it's a silent G. Yeah, so it's like a J Eula. almost. Eula. Eula. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> like how I would spell this in Swedish is J-U-L-A. <laughs> yeah, so so Eula. Yeah. So it's a Markard Eula, and he's a, he's a barbarian chief. And then he has some extra options. And I, the two important things that he has, like, two upgrades which make him more badass. Yeah. And uh, one is called the Stallion's Tempest. And it costs 30 points, if I'm correct, like, in this formatting. Yep. And it gives you a plus one attack, and it increases his special equipment allotment by 50, 50 points. So he yep. goes up to 200, like a yep. proper character. Yeah. And, uh... So he basically makes you, like, a combat character. Yeah, but, but... He does more because he gives everybody in the unit who has battle fever, which is all the barbarians essentially. Battle focus. Battle focus. Which is fucking insane. So That's obviously, awesome. Obviously, giving him lightning reflexes yeah. and battle focus. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is this is like this is pretty fucking sexy. Yeah, it's nice, and it's thirty points. Thirty points. <laughs> okay, so what's the stats? What's the stats? No, you you get that in the oh, barbarian, barbarian chief. Yeah, okay. so he has like toughness four. He has strength five base, but only toughness. If... Fuck, I, I'll drink. Resilience, <laughs> resilience four. Because me, me, this is really good whiskey. Like, don't waste it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to catch up. But <laughs> so, uh, so he has resilience four. He has strength five, I think, if I remember from memory, and then he has, uh, but only one AP in base. Okay. 
and uh, he has like um, offensive and defensive five or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, he's okay. Five or six, I think it's five. Yeah. So he's like he's actually quite good be- because of the reason because he has uh, base strength five, because that means as soon as you give him like anything, if he has a lance, he's gonna strike a strength seven, so he's gonna wound basically anything on two plus except for a monster. Yeah. Which is quite good. And then he has plus one attack, so he goes up to like attack five or something in base. Because okay. he has four, yeah, four I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so solid. Yeah, so he's, he's like, not, not like a, he's not a vampire, but he's uh, he's quite good in combat, yeah. I would say. Okay. And especially if he has battle focus too. <laughs> yeah. So the next one is the Mare's Shelter. So, so you can choose only one of these, I guess? Yeah, I would guess so. Generally, generally. So so I don't understand like it is this because the formatting is a bit weird. Is this also thirty points or is this something else? So I, I think if you're the general, it costs you thirty. If you're not the general, it costs you ten. Okay. Oh yeah, that would make sense because this one gives you plus one attack, and uh, then it says that you increase your like yeah. a lot yeah, by so, fifty so, points, which yeah. is the same. But then the thing that it gives you is that your commanding presence is increased by six inches. Yeah. And this is this is also I mean it's not like as uh, like it's not killy right but that is a really what's, good upgrade. What's the, what's the discipline? Eight um, or nine? I don't know about the. I don't remember. Let me guy. let me check that for you while uh, you continue to talk about the other options. I guess. Yeah. So so basically you have you have basically like two options with the general. You either have the the fighty one or the discipline like, discipliny yeah, like one. A... <laughs> discipline. <laughs> I'm making you so disciplined. But uh, I think the I think the fighty one is clearly better. Yeah, I would say I I mean I would only consider discipline one if I was taking two of them. So yeah. it, it was but, like but okay, it, this yeah. is a general, and I need my things to. But have you can also brilliant. I think it also adds to the BSB. So maybe the yeah, mares the mares yeah. one is giving you. Yeah, because cause the thing the weird thing is that the barbarian chief has discipline eight yeah. and barbarians have discipline eight. So so yeah. you, like you don't need it for general. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you take a general with the fighty thing, and then you take a BSP with yeah. the other thing. So I think the the idea with this is that the the stallion is like a male, Eula, and the mare is like the female Eula. Yeah. So obviously in the market culture, like a female and a male is is, the, there's no kind of gender difference. Yeah. Like a so long as you're strong, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah, this it, was mentioned kind of, in the flot yeah. stuff, which we forgot to talk about. Yeah, it kind of kind of differentiates between like uh, the male and the female. Yeah. So if you if you want to have a, a man Eula, yeah. then he's like the fighter guy, and if yeah. you want to have a female Eula, then they're more like the discipline, yeah, like organization, organization yeah. kind of one. So the the options for this, they can have a recurve bow. But I think this is uh, for free, right? They yeah. all, all get a two plus recurve bow, and they have uh, vanguard and flight faint flights. Yeah. Fame and um, fame flight was is the rally again when you yeah um, yeah like like yeah. like the old like uh, fast cab rules. Yeah. So uh, and this is really fucking cool because you could take a great elk for these bad boys yeah. for eighty points. Which you are a silver elf player, so I guess what what does the great elk so do? So the elk give you res five. Yeah. And a couple of strength four attacks. Can you and you can still join units, right? Yeah, yeah it's like cav- 50, cavalry. 50 it's cavalry. It's, it's a fifty by fifty base, but it's a cavalry model. That is quite cool. I don't know how like if it's better than taking a normal horse, but it is cool. Well, it gives you rest five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so because I I remember facing a silver enough army with like two or three elf characters in a unit, and that was quite scary actually. Yeah, I mean the rest five is worth eighty points. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So the next entry is the Anari. Yeah. Or Anare. Anare. And this is the. Should, this should we get Google shaman. to pronounce it again? Yeah, let's do it. So this is the the wizard or the shaman one, and um, 
this so the the paths that you could take is pyromancy, shamanism, and pharmacology. <laughs> what? Okay. Wait, this is like fucking. This is Esperanto. We need like Hungarian or yeah. something like that. Enari. 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 Okay. Enari. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So so this so the paths. You <laughs> this can is take, a fun game. <laughs> definitely. So the paths you can take are actually quite powerful. Like to me, I would say this to like out of my. It's a good good fucking. Yeah, like out of my choice. Picks, like I would say I like. I don't know if pyromancy is the most powerful path, but it's it's, it's a lot of fun. To I'm play. taking power tomorrow. Cool. I mean, I would say pyromancy is a lot of fun to play in general yeah. because you get like you, you get, get a lot shoot of pew shit. Pew. Yeah, exactly, which is a lot of fun. And then shamanism is definitely one of the most powerful paths. Yeah. And thaumaturgy again is because you have wrath of heaven and you can force people to move places they don't want to and this kind of stuff. And it is it is also again like yeah. quite powerful. Yeah. So so the spell selection is is really good. Yeah, and and you also get the the elk option again. Yeah. You also get to get mounted on a chariot, which is quite good actually. For, yeah. a, for a mage because then again you get like high resilience you get all like all the shit but you also but you're still a mage which is so you fulfill a double purpose yeah yeah I, th- I think I think uh, obviously this option is really cool and and you also get the wasteland behemoth which it's... doesn't have a category for monsters and then I think this is the only way except for giants you can get a monster or no you know you can get a mammoth as well yeah so I think you can actually stack monsters quite a lot because there's not like any limit on the amount of uh, mages you can have on the uh, Yeah, yeah. On you, can, you can have as many as you can fit in your character. I allowance. think you could fit three mages on the, on monsters and then you can probably get two giants Sh- and two... Uh, Shall we do the, the points calculation? Yeah, so the Wasteland Behemoth is uh, 435 and the Mid Wizard is 130. So if you times this by three, what do we get then? <laughs> we don't remove the thing. Shh, I'm drunk. <laughs> okay, so this so is what sixteen ninety five. Uh, okay, so and the the limit is thirty five percent, I think, yeah. out of four thousand five hundred. Yeah, uh, so, you can, so you can't have three. No, what was the? It was one thousand one six five. Ah, seven. okay, so you get two. You can have two of these guys with a few magic items. Yeah. yeah, so you can get two wasteland behemoths. Yeah, and then want. let's check how many. Like skipping ahead to the other monsters, just for this point, you could have. Uh, this is this is only like apprentices so I, I, yeah, think, I think maybe no, this but, is not the best <laughs> no, no it's, maybe it's not the best but monsters are cool and you can yeah. have one mammoth because he's what, zero to one and then let's check where's the giant giant is doesn't say a zero to something but maybe it says in the worst dark gods book but I, I would guess that what you, what you could fit is that you could fit two wizards on the, on things and then you could fit, fit one mammoth and two giants so you could have you could have a, a list with five monsters okay which is quite powerful yeah that's why I would guess. Okay, it's, we, it's a because normally in a in a normal book you would normally be able to fit like three to four monsters, yeah. and five monsters is really like you would struggle in scoring, but it would be good. I would think. Okay, it it opens up some interesting options, especially with shamanism. Yeah. With those monsters. <laughs> yeah, the thing you have your monsters with shamanism, yeah. like fucking scarification, five plus. Yeah. They already have like fucking six or seven wounds yeah. or something. So, uh, the core. Um, as we talked yeah, about, here the, is here is where you're gonna get your army. I think the 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 step wolfhounds, which is like basically warhounds in the Warriors of Dark Gods. Yeah, and um, they actually get vanguard. Yeah, so the difference is that you replace the release the hounds, and that means release the hounds is something like you can activate it on any turn, and then on that turn you can like march twenty. I think. Yeah, twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. I, th- I think it's only on the first turn. I think they changed that, but I'm not okay, sure. I'm not sure. Uh, but now you can vanguard twelve, and I think. 
Personally, I think Vanguard 12 is better. I disagree, but it's it's interesting. It's it's similar. Yeah, it, it is similar. It but... just kind of differentiates them. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Then you get your your Tamiyo vassals, which are basically barbarians. Yeah, I like the. But guys. they can have bows. Yeah. But which, uh, I, I I wouldn't put bows in this because no. I want to like, get more fast cap in my forty yeah, percent. I I don't think I don't think I'm ever gonna take these in this army. I think the other options you don't think in core would... are just much more interesting. But don't, you don't think you might need them to fill out, like because everything else has a bow almost. I mean, I mean maybe, maybe I'm maybe I'm gonna take them, but I'm not I'm not so sure. I think the I think the horse archers are much more interesting. Yeah, definitely. But I was only thinking more like I mean maybe I need to take them because I don't like uh, there's not enough points. But to... the the horse archers don't count towards the bows. Wait, what, 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 why? What? No. What, where, where do you see that it counts? Because it says that everybody with a bow counts towards the bow. It does? In the beginning. Let me have a look. All non-character units with bow... Ah, uh, okay. Bow, recoil, bow, giant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, you're going to have... So, so my opinion is that you're going to fill up to 40% with basically fast cam bows. Yeah. And maybe giants with yeah, bows. Yeah, maybe you take some, some barbarians with, like, spears or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, maybe, maybe, so you need to have 60% of your army in, like, monsters... Characters without bows, or not characters in general, uh, and and then maybe you would have like a unit of infantry as well. Yeah, that's yeah. that's if, what. If I you want some like static res, then maybe you take. Yeah, and, like some guys to like grab an objective S- or whatever. Some whatever. bros, <laughs> just some some casual bros. So the marker horse archers. So now yeah. we're getting Ooh. interesting. So yeah, definitely. So they're like humans with strength four. Yeah, because light bar- barbarians have strength four in general. Recurve bows on three plus. So they're basically plus fucking, is fucking insane. Yeah, basically fucking elves with strength four. Yeah, because with outlining reflexes, yeah. they're fucking insane. Jesus so Christ! Good. Like, offensive play this four, defensive four. They're like elves. Yeah. With fucking strength four, and the horses are also strength four. And then when you're on short range, you hit on two plus. Yeah. They're better than elves. It's fucking great. I love it. They also have this. Battle Fever, which is fucking good as well. Yeah. Vanguard, Fame Flight, Parking Shot. These are like insanely yeah. good. 5 plus 7. 270 I mean, points. Yeah, for 8. And so they go from 8 to 20 in a unit, but I like, I'm not sure you would take. I think like you're, maybe, you're taking like 4 units of 8 or whatever. Yeah, so you can only have 3 units. Uh, it's 0 to 3 in okay, army. Well, you but, but you're going to max, you're gonna eight, max yeah. out on this shit. Like maybe you even take units of ten. Like maybe you even make them larger, yeah. because they're they're really good. You can take banner enchantment as well. Yeah, I don't know what what banner enchantment will you take. Wasting torch. Or... Maybe, but I think the next one is where you would take uh, yeah, wasting yeah. torch because yeah. here you go come to Markar lancers and they fold the rules of barbarian horsemen in war dark gods, yeah. which is very similar to the last entry I I think. If I remember correctly. So they can have marker lances for four points. Yeah. So that gives you a lance instead of a light lance. And I think that's where you go. Yeah, definitely. Because like with, with the light lance, you're going to charge a strength five AP one. And you have, which still is, have a four up arm. So. Yeah, I say, which is okay. But strength six AP two is fucking in, like, st- it is better. Like, yeah. It's so much better. Yeah. Because you can, you can charge stuff and devastate them. I would you, can, say. you can also take a bows and vanguard. Yeah. But I'm I'm not sure you would take bows on this unit not because not four plus bows. No, definitely not because because you already I think you would already hit the cap in this unit. Are they light cap? No, they're not. No, no, no because they, not, so yeah. they have ranks and shit. So yeah. and they're uh, but, are they scoring? I don't no, think so. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're scoring. Okay. Yeah. That would then that's good. That's really good actually. Yeah. So I, I would imagine in my army I would take like mo- at least one unit 
Yeah, you, th- at least one this, unit of 15. I think this is your, like, Death Star kind yeah. of unit. I would take one unit of this and put at least one character with the, like, the... The Stallion, stallion thing. Yeah, and probably the Mammoth Cloak to reduce initiative, like, and a guilty. Probably Devastating Charge. Yeah. Uh, light, light, Lightning Reflexes, Devastating Charge. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Like, just, like, put a character with all the buff things in. Yeah. And, like, a little bit of protection. And then just uh, charge the fuck out of his unit. Yeah. But I'm not sure you would take more than one. Like I, w- I think you. It's enough with just uh, with just one. Man. But I, but I think that unit is gonna be a lot of fun to play. Yeah. So, so there's actually only four core units in this book. Yeah. But four isn't four a lot usually for core. Like some armies have only like one or two. No, uh, two. From an elf point of view, you have four or five in most books. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like in I think in Dynasties you do as well, but don't like Saurians. They only have like. Really good whiskey. Yeah, it's it's actually it goes down easily. It's yeah. nice, but but I think Saurians, for example, have only like two units, like or or maybe they do they have three knowledge. Not sure. I think they have two. Like some anyway. I mean, some armies have very few choices. Okay. In core, so actually something to point out is that the hounds. The difference for the warriors is that in warriors, if you want to take hounds in core, you have to have eight in a units. But here's only five. Yeah. Only five, which is really really good actually, yeah. because you don't want more than it's five. It's good like, traff. Yeah. Why would you ever and want more than five? Yeah. Yeah, I like I like it as well. Yeah, I think core is is really like they increased the core cap on this army, but with good reason because yeah. the core is really good. Core is also yeah. Uh, the horse archers seem amazing. Yeah, I think two, I think you're gonna see two units of these in every army. Yeah, if you take two units of hounds and two units of horse archers, like it's probably your core. Yeah, yeah, almost almost at the core limit, and then you take a big unit of uh, lancers because to put your character in. Yeah. So. So, uh, marker flares. These are the same as the flares in the Warriors of Dark Cards army book. Yeah, which means like super fast. Yeah, and they, they have a few options. So you can take a recurve bow with parting shot uh, for five points per model. So obviously you're taking these units of five. So yeah. it's 25 points, which is not the worst. Yeah. That's okay. And Beast Taker, so... But they also have Vanguard 12 yeah. always, right? Always have Vanguard 12. Which is also really good. Yeah. And uh, attacks and weapons, close combat shooting, flares gain lethal strike against beasts. I'm uh, well. I'm I'm not sure. I would. Pay I think it, for I think this. it's a fluff rule. Yeah, it, it is. It's cool. Like I, I guess demon. You get yeah. lethal strike against all demons, but demons don't really have armor. So you also get it for shooting. Hmm. What? Wait, you get? Oh, you're right. So that is actually that okay. That, that is okay. Now, now I'm uh, I'm cool. So I'm, now I'm thinking like units yeah. of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you shoot some dragons, you're yeah. just like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, like it, it's not the worst, it's not the worst. Mm. Uh, oh, like, fucking, like, against, I didn't think about shooting at all. I was like, why would you want lethal strike on these people? Like, yeah, what's the point? So, I, I think this is like a you, you, you kind of see this as like an elite cavalry unit, yeah. And and you should use it in the same way. Also, the fact that you have Vanguard twelve and move twenty. <laughs> I I'm you taking can, you the can first turn here and be on the other side of the board yeah, in two so, turns. Exactly. You just, <laughs> I, that is the worst to play against, especially when you like you roll off and you get to pick sides, and the other guy has this unit. You're like, oh no! And then he gets the first turn, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna deploy these here. Oh wait, they're behind all your units on the first turn. You can't do anything about it. <laughs> So the next unit is the the Warrior Knights. Well, yeah, just like uh, this is so. This is something I thought about in the Asklander book. So, uh, as well, because you can take like warrior units in that book as also. Yeah. So the only difference is okay, you can't take favors, 
And otherwise, you have five to seven malls in units. So yeah, small units. But like, I I don't understand why would you take small units of Warrior's Knight in this book. I mean, seven seven Warrior Knights with a guy with plus with lightning reflexes. Oh yeah, maybe if you take a character in there. Yeah. Because like, if you take just seven Warrior's Knights, I I, like, uh, I, I don't th- think it's worth it. Let, let's say let's say you have Warrior Knights with great weapons. Yeah. And you give them lightning reflex in the charge. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this the I think the character is key. This is why. This is the character. Yeah. This is why you don't have units of ten or twelve. Yeah, because so in the warriors book, what you would do is that you would take a warriors knight unit, then you take the favorite champion to get the uh, to get the mark or the favor. Oh, I'll, I'll drink a bit. And uh, uh, and <laughs> didn't the, even need to say anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and, well conditioned. <laughs> uh, and then you would take the the the. Favor of Wrath, right? So then you would get lightning reflexes there and yeah. take the great weapon. But here you could get it for the characters. So that is actually a good point. But still, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I like seven just seems very small. But, but I mean, in even in the Warriors book, you're not taking more than seven. You're Maybe. taking six or five. So I'm not taking any because I haven't found any non gauge worship models <laughs> to, to use. Okay, okay. So, so the next one is the Market Chariot. Yeah, so this and is here like we come a, to the weird chariot with all like the guys. Like a light there. chariot type thing with battle fever and parting shot. And it's, it's defense four and res four. So this is extremely armor close. one? It's extremely okay, close so, so to the... So it's four of armor save. It's extremely close to, to the Undying Dynasty's chariots, I March would March 12? Yeah, it's, it's so close. It's almost exactly the same unit entry. Okay. Uh, so the difference is that the uh, Undying Dynasty's chariot is a little bit slower... So this is faster. You take units of one to three. So you'd, I think if you take this, you would take a unit of three. So it's a li- like it's kind of a light, fast chariot. It's gonna do impact. It's the like on strength four. This is a weird unit, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely. Like is. a musician. Why would you have a musician? Because it's not light troops. Oh okay. But but I I don't think you would like. I mean, yeah, my, my ex- I would t- I would take a musician. Every my time. experience for using these chariots uh, in war- on that heavy ar- you could take heavy armor and markalans. Ooh, that is good. Ooh. Like, but but my, my experience with using these kind of chariots in Undying Dynasties is that the musician is waste of points because usually you put the unit down and then you zone with it. Like in the sense that you okay. put it here and you're like, if you're going to charge me, I'm going to charge you. And if you don't charge me, I'm going to march around the side and then I'm going to charge you. Okay. But it's very seldom you need to like turn around. Like a lot of times okay. you just like put people in your arc and yeah. uh, that's it. Okay. So, so you're, you're, take you're taking the heavy armor and mark lines every yeah, time. Yeah, I, I would say so. Okay. Uh, and I think it is it is quite good because you have to consider that you have four people uh, like you have two two people riding and two people like in the chariot and they all have lances so they're gonna strike a strength six when you charge. So you have like uh, you have uh, four AP two strength six attacks when you charge at the at the DLD four, and then you have the horses and then you have three D six strength four AP one impedits which is actually quite good. And it's four hundred and fifty points. Okay, that is. Well, let's see. Is that worth it? That, yeah. is, that is. I think that's pretty solid. In, like it might be slightly too expensive. Four eighty if you want Vanguard. Yeah, Va- I think Vanguard makes this unit really powerful though. Yeah. Especially since it's not dependent on uh, how many models you have. You yeah. just just thirty points. I, I reckon. I reckon this is a solid unit. Actually. Yeah, because I, I would love this in my high up army. Yeah, it's <laughs> like if you move. I, yeah, actually, Vanguard. I think is might be the key because then because then you put you it on the flank really zone and you just like fucking put it up there and you're like, well, this flank is not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, especially against like infantry or yeah. light, light, light shit. Yeah, 
But I think this is predicated on you winning deployment because yeah. you want because you might not want more than one of these units because you I mean I don't think you can afford to pay for two of them so you have one but then you need to put it on the flank where it's gonna make yeah a difference right yeah and they 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 also strength four attacks one AP zero so they're like barbarians yeah. so you you're getting strength six AP two attacks when you charge yeah the the chariot is strength strength just strength four because four. it's like a light chariot yeah. So I mean I mean it's okay you don't get d6 plus 1 nah but uh, it's it's okay it's still yeah, it's, it's not it's not crazy good but I think if you if you want to lock down a flank this is what you get yeah. but I, but I don't, quite, I, I don't quite, think you get two of them because you, like yeah, on, yeah. one one unit is enough yeah like yeah. on the on the other flank the guy the guy is going to put like a monster which is going to eat this unit no matter what yeah I think so so that's why you would only get one of the units yeah, uh, it's it's an interesting choice. Yeah, but I think it's definitely uh, so. The thing this has over, uh, if I if I'm comparing this to when I played Undying Dynasties, Undying Dynasties Chariots, is that those units have strength four max without buffs. Yeah. Because they have halberds. Yeah. And strength three base. And the thing is that like you have this problem of sometimes you face a monster with just like high toughness, type like six or something, and you just can't touch it. But this unit will be able to touch that monster. Yeah. Because you charge in and you have three strength of them, six, so you have yeah. twelve strength six attacks, and you yeah. might just dice them, and you might get a combat buff off, Ooh. and then you you're just gonna kill. get one or two wounds off. No, yeah, you just like, but you might just like be lucky, and you like get half the wounds off a monster. You can also pyro the shit out of this unit and get like plus one strength, plus yeah. one to wound on the strength four. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the next entry is the Tural. So we kind of talked about this already. It's similar to a Chimera. Yeah, but it must take the wings. Yeah, so it uses the Chimera entry from the Warriors of Dark Gods for forty points. So it's two hundred and fifty points. Okay, and it has one more rule as well. But I think this rule is the key because this is powerful. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so this is the rule the roost. So, uh, it all it gains ambush, and uh, but then when you declare ambush, you may say I'm not gonna ambush from the edge. I'm gonna ambush from impassable terrain. Yeah, and then you set up from impassable terrain as if you're setting up from the edge. That is so good. <laughs> that is so good because there's a passable train like in the middle of the board and you're just like, I'm going to put 18 inches away from this fucking passable train yeah. in the middle of the board. It's anywhere. Cool, like, it's so good. Like, that's so... Like, a Chimera is pretty shitty, but I think this makes a Chimera good because you yeah. can put it, like, in the middle of the battlefield and, like... You have to... You have to... Like, a Chimera is not... It's not like the worst monster, but it's no, not. It's, it's not it's the like best a, monster. It has like four wounds. Like it's not crazy but, good, but the but fact it's still that it can res five. It still it still has a four up save. Yeah. It's still strength five. It still has four attacks. It's still mm. a web skill like four or five something like that. Yeah, I mean it's decent. It's it's okay. It's gonna it's gonna wreck your bunker. Yeah, and even it, if it ambushes cheap. from the back. Yeah, it's fucking good. So I think that the good thing here is that like you have to actually declare if you're gonna ambush from the board yeah. or from the yeah. impassable. Yeah. But then you just you just come to the table and you see if there's two pieces of impassable train, you say I'm gonna ba- ambush from impassable. Yeah. If there's no, if just one, then you say I'm gonna ambush from the board. Yeah, which is fine. Yeah, and I and it's and it's quite a powerful uh, tool as well. I think. Yeah. And so, I I can see a couple of these in every army. Yeah, I don't remember what the restriction is on these in the war. Like, if you take more than two or not in the Warriors book. Yeah, probably zero to two. Yeah, which I mean, but I I think with this with that rule, I would. Uh, it's actually zero to three. I'm not sure you would take three, but uh, two two is two, fine. Is, two is quite good. Yeah. I would say, especially when you're like two hundred fifty or I think it's two hundred sixty. It's like a good chaff unit, and 
Okay, yeah. so so what I noticed actually is that wings are a lot cheaper in this army rather than the, so how, in the war- how many points is it in the warriors? So in the warriors book, the chimera is two hundred twenty base and two hundred eight like plus eighty for wings, so three hundred for wings. Wow! But okay. here it's actually only forty for wings, so you pay two hundred sixty okay. per. So it's no, it's close. Uh yeah, so so it's actually two hundred sixty is actually quite good, especially when you gain ambush for free. Yeah. Okay, and so, you you also don't have to ambush. No, it's like you just split point. Like if you need like an extra chaff unit or something. Yeah. Like two hundred and sixty points is still Yeah, it's fine. Kind of chaffy. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it hits this hard. Yeah. It's it's basically like a wizard bunker hunter or Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I, I like this unit. Yeah, and I think also the the difference with a lot of other books is that in other books you would be like, Oh, I need to like spend points which are outside of core to make my Death Star or something, but here you like you put your Death Star in core and then, like, you're already, you'd be like, I already have all these points to spend on, like, interesting things, right? So then you would be able to fit two of these in, yeah. I think. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Karkadan Herd? Yeah, <laughs> these are, are I, I don't know if Unicorns. they're good, but they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're good, but they're fun. Yeah, so, so they, they're like, imagine you just remove the warrior riders of Shosenites, and then you make a unit of, of the Karkadans. Of Karkadans. And they, they can't use General's Inspiring Presence, and they have Discipline 5 base, but they get plus 1 Discipline per rank of yeah. dudes, and they are free to 12. <laughs> 12, <laughs> 12 Cognans. Yeah, Massive stampede. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they're Defensive Skill 2, and Defensive Skill 3, but they have Strength 5, AP 2. It's all about the Impactors though, isn't it? All yeah, about the Impactors. Yeah, they have D3 Impact, that's Plum All, and then plus for every full rank they have behind that, they have plus 1 on yeah. each guy. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I guess if you, you have play 12, this, like, yeah. then you get D3 plus... Three? Yeah, plus three, I guess. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, it's quite good. That's well, you, you're, probably gonna go, you're probably going to go four wide and have yeah. two extra, but... Yeah, I guess you add two extra. I don't know what the math is. The math is probably better if you go three wide, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, so, sure. so, like, I, I guess you have to consider how much they cost. So, they're 170 base and then 55 for every carcon. But it's just, like, uh, I don't know. Like, it's you okay. might just get shot off. I I I I don't know about this unit, but it's armor? cool. Armor one, six plus save. Yeah, it's a bit like, it, it's a it's a definitely a cool unit, but it uh, is. I'm I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure. Like I, this wouldn't be the first thing. I the only res for. Yeah, like this is not the first thing I would put in. Definitely. No, no, me neither. Frenzy, yeah, probably not. But yeah, it is. It's a fun unit, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Yeah, we come to the Marauding Giants. So the difference here from the uh, the worst Dark House book is that he, he cannot take monsters familiar, so he can't be a wizard. But then instead, he can t- take a giant recurve bow, and what this does is that it has uh, one shot strength three uh, slash six. It's basically a bolt thrower. Yeah, it's like a it's a strength six bolt thrower with AP ten and multiple wounds D three, yeah. range forty eight. Yeah. And it's on a four plus space, which I think the 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 negative of this is that the problem with me when you take this is that the entire model can't counts towards your shooting cap. Yeah, and and you can't move and fire. You can't with this one. Okay. Why? Uh, it's I, an artillery uh, weapon. Okay, yeah, maybe. I can you move and fire with? I think you move and fire with the undying dynasties. That's why I was yeah. confused. Okay. But this this one is an artillery weapon. So yeah. I, okay, that makes it really bad actually. So I think this is a bad choice. Yeah. But, but I mean, maybe you take gi- giants giant. are still because you can okay you so still you can put still it in your your Tamiya vessels. Yeah, you can still take a uh, the spear. The war platform. Yeah. Which is actually that is yeah. quite good. 
if you take one unit of barbarians for some reason and you then you put a giant in it because that unit suddenly becomes like insanely hard to yeah. charge yeah so so now we come to the fun <laughs> shit okay go for it so the step mammoth here we go advanced seven march 14 six hit points <laughs> armor three res six we got six crew we got shrimp six Four attacks on the mammoth. Yeah. It'd be free as well. Impact hits, marker bows, marker lances. You can get a fucking catapult if yeah. you want one. You can place free crew with a catapult. Yeah. And the catapult is like take, yeah, normal catapult. Oh, I can only take one. <laughs> yeah, okay. but I, I feel like this. you're always going to take one. Yeah, this is fucking cool though. Yeah, like, it's really nice. Even, even if it's not that good, you, you're taking this because it's fucking cool. Yeah, it's on 100 times 150 base as well, yeah. so it's going to be a centerpiece for yeah. the army. You also get marker shot, so you get plus one to hit with your catapult yeah. at a short range. That, wait, wait, was you catapult? Yeah, it's global, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually quite good. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I'm not sure if it's intended, but <laughs> short range plus one to hit. Oh, that's it. for cavalry. That's really good. Yeah, but uh, twenty four inches. And also, something really cool with this is that you can take you can take a BSP with this one. Yeah, rally around for a for hundred points. Like, I don't know if that's a good idea, but but you could. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's cool. If nothing else. Yeah, so uh, I I really like this choice. It's it's a it's fucking cool. Yeah, I, I like I feel like if you're making this army, you you make more. Yeah, this is this is why you almost why you do the army, right? You, I mean, you want you want the horse archers, archers yeah. and you want the fucking mammoth. Yeah. And you, I've I've got two uh, Lord of the Rings Radrum. <laughs> I'm killing my box and the, <laughs> the, thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, they're going on a big old base. I've got yeah. the bases ready and nice. I, I think it's cool. Yeah. So so this is the last unit in the book. Yeah. So I think we probably need to go out soon. So what's your overall view of the marker cards? I think it is really cool. Like I I see that they put the bat like I see, I haven't played it so I I don't know but from reading it it seems like they've got the balance of putting enough shooting into the army where it feels like you're playing a step tribe but maybe it isn't like as like that powerful where your opponent is just going to be like oh i'm, yeah, just, I'm getting shot up. yeah i just hate this like but you're still going to be able to do damage with your shooting and you still be like okay i'm gonna have like maybe my army i'm gonna have like 100 shots and those shots are gonna make some difference rather than being like oh, i have 100 shots which do nothing which yeah. which is something that I that I enjoy, but you still have like some units which are hard hitting and do something else as well. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I think I think it's like a interesting take on the warriors army. Yeah, if if you have a warriors army and you kind of want to try something a little different with some shooting with some interesting units, it yeah. gives you like a, interesting options. Yeah, but it's very different. Yeah, because the warriors army there's like no shoot, shooting at all yeah. except for like one or two units. Yeah. here suddenly almost every unit shoots. Like, I I have a warriors army and I, I think I would consider like buying some models for this just to yeah. Ha- I, this this interests me more than the Osklanders. Yeah, actually. like the the Osklanders feels to me more like it's like a warrior army, but instead of taking warriors, I'm just taking barbarians. That's the really yeah. only difference. And then, oh, maybe I could use my trolls if they were validated. <laughs> like, fuck you, people have trolls. <laughs> fuck you. And then, uh, but but in this army, it feels like it's actually different enough where yeah. it is a new new thing. So, just just like thinking in general, we, we've had now two Warriors of the Dark Gods, os, like auxiliary army books. Mm. 
So do you like where they're going with these books? Yeah. The background, the the rules? Yeah, I definitely do. Like, I, I think... So, for me, like, being an undynasties player, we had the thing where we had these uh, army options, which are almost like auxiliary books, but they're part of the real book, and they're just, like, upgrade for units. And I think that they would... Like, what I feel from reading these is that I think they would do an amazing job with just converting those like options into auxiliary books instead because like you you add some kind of fluff and you get like some cool stories about it but then you also get like maybe some unique unit choices and you get maybe some items from different parts of like other books and so on which make it more thematic okay yeah, yeah. so I, I i i think it's really cool so far yeah i i, I agree i think this yeah. is like a really fun army yeah, like i don't know if it's balanced would, but yeah. but it, it it seems really interesting it, does, it doesn't seem there's nothing in here which strikes me as overpowered at least yeah. and I, I mean maybe maybe it's the fact that maybe it's not good enough for something when you play for some reason but 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 this seems like something you play in a fun game without having any issues yeah, yeah. for sure I, I mean you obviously this is not like a tournament kind no. of option but yeah I, I, I could I could see this as a tournament and I don't think I would yeah. be a problem with playing against it no but I I mean do, do you would you I, I it's definitely not like it doesn't seem that it's so overpowered that it wouldn't be... No, but I, I think this one seems like it's also a little bit better than the Oscon. Yeah, I think me. so. Just with the, like, the yeah, shoot, all the shooting. Because it's shooting seems... and it's moving. And it's, and, like, it seems it, really fucking, fast. The path really selection is yeah. also really powerful where you yeah. get like pyromancy, shamanism, and thaumaturgy. And you're like, all of these are good. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, it's really powerful. Like, in that sense, it's powerful. So I this one like the Austin book I was looking at because I have a lot of barbarian molds, but then it didn't really like it didn't spark anything really. But but this one I feel like maybe I would buy this just just to play it in casual games. Yeah, I th I think it, I would I would think it'd be fun to play against this. Actually. Yeah. So don't forget to check out our show sponsor Last Sword Miniatures, and if you want to get your hands on uh, one or two of their elven character models the infantry ones um you can enter our competition as i said at the start all you need to do is send us an image of a cinematic shot with your models whether that's two armies facing off against each other two characters fighting it to the death with some nice background scenery and good painted models then you should send that picture to amatimedk at gmail.com and we're going to choose the best winner at the start of the next show. And Last Sword will send some models to you. So uh, I think we leave it there. Yep. Uh, maybe we will do another <laughs> section tomorrow about all my models that are sitting on my <laughs> table. But probably not. Well, Depends on time. Yeah. Um, thank you for listening. If you have any comments on the Marker Khan's army, you can uh, write to us at amatimedk at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can find Casimir at <laughs> at E C H U N I A on Twitter or the Nightfish forum. And I've basically given up on social media. So if wow, you, you're so enlightened, bro. Fucking like, fucking cool. And yeah, shit. get your cock out now. Let's suck it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, if you want to find me, you can just get me on the forum uh, at Henry P Miller. Mm. Thanks for listening and. Uh, <laughs> but um, Casimir's done with his whiskey we're gonna go out and get drunk have a nice yeah, evening <laughs>